Oh my god, we've got to start again from scratch. Shit. You ready? Go. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that one. Yeah, I guess you're right. Who cares? News, reviews, and an indie Good job! Here comes Duke with the soundbite saviors. Yeah, huh? Yeah, huh? Yeah, huh? Welcome to show 142 and a half of the Veteran Gamers. Hang on a second. I want to make sure. Stu, are we recording this time? <laughs> yes. Yay, we're recording. You're sure we're recording? I ain't doing another half hour of this show again. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, dear had a bit of a snafu this week. We might have re- already recorded half an hour without Stu realising that we... Be spontaneous now! You know, that, that is the first time I think I've ever done that, though. I can't ever remember doing that before. I, I think it's happened once before. Has it? It must have been a long time ago, because I can't remember. We've never gone that long without realising. No, I was like half an hour of talking and then realised that I wasn't actually recording anything we were saying. Hey, what though? It's good. To, it's good to talk, isn't it? Yeah. It is good to talk. It is good to... To talk. I liked it. And you know, <laughs> spontaneous stuff might come out. Just silly things that we feel like you know putting that... out there for yeah. whatever reason. I'm so oh yeah! <laughs> like no one's gonna get why we're playing that right now. No, we know. <laughs> it's the crunchy ads. Oh, I remember those. You remember those crunchy ads? Hey, do you know what, though? Do you know what, though? Why do you have a different name for everything? Why can't you just call it Nestle Crunch? <laughs> do you know what, though? That was slicker than the first time. <laughs> well, of course. Everything's slick. Because it's, it's been through this again. When Marty McFly goes to play the guitar, of course he's going to do a good job because he's done it before. This is like Groundhog Day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Will this is the Groundhog Podcast? Hang on a second. This is actually spontaneous. I didn't say this last time around. It's like primer, man. Like going through the motions. We look for the cat. That's what we do. Uh, was anybody else irritated? Because in Groundhog's Day, that annoying insurance salesman dude comes up. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Bing. As soon as Microsoft put their search engine Bing out there, that's all I could think about. Bing. Oh my god! As you it's- can tell, listeners. <laughs> We've already recorded half an hour of the show, so we're now we have crazy, and we're referencing things that you'll never understand. That's right. It's a good start to the show. In fact, uh, you remember the thing with the threesome? Uh, yeah. That, that yeah. movie yeah. Was called Threesome, and Stu got naked in his hotel room one time? I did, apparently. People, people think that you're joking when we, we, we said threesome, but we were actually talking about threesome. And the funny thing is, right, during this... During this lost episode uh, that we'll never ever get again, I, I was talking Except about we're the, creating it right now. Yeah, I was talking about the. Uh, this is probably the worst intro ever. It so now it's a good thing that we've got a chance to <laughs> redeem ourselves now. Yeah. <laughs> so we have got Duke here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, close attention. 
I love that. Oh, that's old, mate. Oh. That's 20 years old this week. Please. Strap in, Chinny. Here comes another God, Chini was... <laughs> Another 10-minute discussion about how awesome this album is. Oh, no, listen, listen. We didn't say this earlier, but Chinny was only seven when that came out. Oh, my yeah. God. He was seven. I was seven. Charlie says... Uh, such a great I was track. seven years old. It's a classic seven. album, no doubt. If anybody hasn't heard that, Experience by Prodigy, just beautiful. They really fell off the cliff, man. At, Fat of the Land was their last really good album. And, no, Invaders Must Die is no, a good Invaders Must Die was good. He argued with... with. <laughs> well, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Invaders Must Die! He's like... Yeah. And I, I, ironically, that's sort of part of the reason you hear Duke, isn't it, when you think about it? What? That's oh. part of the reason you're on the podcast. No, it was what? the Chemical Brothers, Dust Brothers. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I was talking... The first thing I sent you was about Peggle no, no, and Dust Brothers. That was, but on a pre- the first email you ever sent me was because I was talking about Invaders Must Die and saying how impressed I was with Oh, you. that's right. Yeah, and I said thank you for that because... You did, because you didn't know it was out. There you yeah. go. Wow, so that was that I was still have that thing I sent you. Pop yeah. Games, the makers History. of Pegasus ripped off the Dust Brothers who did the music History. for the movie Fight Club. History. Anyway, that's I'm not gonna play the whole thing. Wow. No, okay. no, I might put in the was, show notes or something. Yeah, that came later though. It was it was yeah, oh, oh yeah, no, you're right, you're right. That was the first sound thing I ever saw. Yeah, no, oh, God, can we just move along, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is important. What do you want? Stuart start talking about his goddamn roller skates again? I'm trying to drag this out so now, we can get the game. Interestingly, I didn't talk about those in the first uh, recording. That never happened. But, yes, roller skates. Oh, now, oh, you should mention those, right? <laughs> because, right? Dude, this don't, is, don't. Oh, this is, oh, listen, listen, listen. No, I'm going to leave, Stu. Listen, right, you know last week, right, when I was complaining about eBay? Just leave, oh, Chinny. I'll, I'll hold right, it down. Listen, just listen. Yeah, right, listen. Um, <laughs> when I was complaining about eBay... Uh, and saying that people kept on like gazumping me at the last second. I've had. A- I'm sorry, they were doing what? Gazumping. So basically, I'm not familiar with, is that a British term? Must be. No. Yeah, it must be a British term. But basically, <laughs> no, no. what gazumping means is that means nothing. <laughs> what gazumping means is right. Usually, it's applied to house sales more than anything. So, say you're buying a house. By you and no one else. No, you put you put in an offer, and obviously, it's accepted by the vendor, and they say, "Yeah, you can buy my house." And then somebody comes and makes a higher offer, and then then they sell it to them instead. That's called gazumping. So they basically they've they gazumped you. They gazumped you. Yeah. Oh, so you got dude. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, talk. How you love eBay, huh? I do because, right, there was a, a <laughs> pair of uh, green limited edition Bauer ice skates, mint condition, mint, and I mean mint, right? £12.50 I got them for, £12.50, so I was very, I'm a very happy man. Um, and I am not going to be bidding on any other skates now, I'm happy now. They're being in the midst of being... They're going to part the field, dude. Yep, they're in the midst of being converted, uh, and I'm going to pimp the house... Well, they're Christian. Are you saving them from their sins? I am. I am. They're being converted as we... Uh, Anyway, but I am excited. You did play the tune. I am excited. Because... Oh, right. Why? Why are you excited? Because because it is Eurogamer this week. That's where we're going, baby. I am not going to be excited because I have to meet real people. That's right. That's right. And and Chini, was comedy gold when I said that. The first time. <laughs> well, it, it was you know, and then there was the reference to Hannibal Lecter, which I thought was kind of genius. But you know, listen, people, 
just imagine all the funny things we said, and you'll really laugh. We did. We said lots of funny things. But, awesome. Yeah, totally should have heard it. Now we've got to think of other funny things to say, you know. Uh, like I the don't fact, have any funny things to say. Yeah, that people should come up to Shinny and stroke him in a sensual no, no, manner. Don't touch me. If you touch me at Eurogamma, you, you're gone. <laughs> I am legally allowed to hit you. The only outer bounds is his genitalia area. That's oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's the only place. <laughs> that's you can the only inbounds. Yeah, that's the only place you can stroke him, uh, and and sort of on his knee. Some, some guy's going to come to you. Chin it. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. If you are listening, if anybody's to- listening to this for the first time, get your ass down to London. It's in London, right? It is in London. Get oh. your ass down to London. Actually, I've got a challenge, right? Every person that, that joke still worked. Uh, listen, every person that meets Chinny on Saturday or Sunday has to stroke him or touch him in some way or form. Brilliant. <laughs> and we get free ice cream. So as soon as you meet him, right, he says, "I am Chinny." You've got to come and give him a bit. Well, I'll, I'll say. They'll say, "Are you Chinny?" I'll say, "Fuck you." And then I'll say go. that's Chinny over there pointing at Stu. Yeah, yeah. Actually, talking about you know, it, it, it was some quite. I won't really. I'm only joking. Oh, listen, listen. There was some quite sad news uh, in our, in our newspaper, local newspaper, uh, because there was an old lady taking a dog for a walk in the in the local park. You know, minding her own business, and and unfortunately, a man flashed her. You know, showed her his uh, meat. Yeah, you're getting around again. But uh, unfortunately, she had a stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But her friend couldn't reach. <laughs> And there's a hole in the fence of the nudist colony. The police are looking into it. <laughs> That's good. I like it. <laughs> I, I would tell you to joke about awful. pencil, but there's no point. <laughs> I didn't know this was an awful joke. Well, it can't be. Right. We could do stuff. What's Obama's favorite vegetable? Look, Broccoli. Oh, by the way, Duke, I have to, I have to actually tell you off a little bit. Go ahead. I do, because on your podcast, on the Didactic Syncast... That's a good show. People should listen to that. Should definitely listen Actually, to it. Actually, it's not. It sucks. It's not. It's a great show. But on one of them, I don't know what it was last week, you did use the term herbs. You know, okay. what, what, is, what is an herb? Cause the last you know what's herb is. You refer to it as a herb. It's a herb. Same some it. Yiddish people call it Hanukkah, but Look. it's not. It's Hanukkah. And Look, herb. Duke, Duke, you're in English. How do you spell herb? Yeah, I'm an American teacher, okay? Not an English teacher. Oh, There's another letter. I'm not going to refer to it as HD. No, Wasn't it's that Jimmy Carter joke? I would be so mad if my daughter came up and said, I have HIV. It's pronounced HIV. It's herb. Herb. Can you say that? Yeah. Herb. You sound like a herb when you say it like that. <laughs> oh, burn in your face. I had some herbs. <laughs> Honestly. God help those kids. What we the fuck is this, what this about? <laughs> what? What? Sorry. About pronunciation. <laughs> Welcome to the veteran pronouncers. We have, we have a lot of American listeners. We're teaching them how to speak. Well, don't give two figs about whether it's herbs or herbs. Oh, God. Yeah, so so, so, about what, so what, what are you going to say that next? I could give a shit. You know what I mean? Is that what you're going to say now? Care less. <laughs> Care less. It's an ad- it's an addicting way of talking. Yeah, I don't know. Can we yeah. move away from this topic? Addicting. Please? It's very addicting. Oh, no, it's always funny, Chinny. What's your problem? <laughs> I think I am going to oh, fall out. Talking of about addicting and, and addictive. 
Uh, my Ooh, games are addicting. I've got a super, super hexagon HD update from Millie. Oh, oh, quick, tell us. I know. She came running in the other day. The original came on the show. 31 seconds she got, which is actually more than I've done. I've done 28 and a bit, I did. And she's in 31 seconds. So what you're saying is your daughter's better than you? She is, yeah. And I, right, it took me about an hour to do 28 seconds, right, whatever, playing it constantly until I got there. And I said to Millie, oh, how long? Did you? I bet you had to play for a while to get you that. And she went, oh, well, actually, I came in from school and I played it for about five minutes and I just got it. And I'm like, you know, I got 28 before that as well. I was like, oh, all right then. Yeah, okay. You know, Marge, it's a terrible thing when a man realizes that he's better at most things than his father is. I think Bart experienced that at the age of four. No, oh, jeez. So yeah, so I was I was a bit like uh, put out really that you know, but I haven't played a whole lot, so that's my excuse. And uh, it's yeah. kind of a tough spot to be in, having to admit that your daughter's better than you. It's something. <laughs> it is it is? Yeah, I feel for you. I know, I know. I just say it's all right though, because when we go roller skating, I just push her over and stuff. Take that, Millie. Yeah, yeah. So that's fine. I'll go. We fall and I'll help you. Trip me. It was that lad there. It wasn't me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so anyway, we should uh, talk about some games, and uh, yeah, Duke, we started with you last time, and we're still going to do the same. Let's, let, <laughs> we've already done this once, but you know, I'm I'm so excited to hear what you've been playing, and you know, go for it. <laughs> Stu, you're supposed to do it like you haven't done it before. All right, sorry, sorry, okay, okay, here we go then. Uh, Duke, what have you been up to? Mm. Sorry, I was just finishing my sandwich there. All right, I'm going to do it in a different order. They'd be crazy. And oh, right. my God. Hey, I like it now. I like Stop it. in, people. People will never know the difference. They'll never know. Well, but <laughs> you will. They really will oh, never know the smash. difference. Through this the is, sheer force of my will, I like grading papers. Boring conversation. Please tell us what you've <laughs> been uh, I had a sale on a game called Puzzle Dimension, so I got it. It's a really cool puzzle game. It's a... Um, you're a 3D. You're it's a game in 3D. Like the the board moves around in 3Ds. Uh, it's kind of like Ilo Milo with a sphere instead of people. So you have to run around on what? You just went. The board moves around in 3Ds. Yes, three dimensions. The D stands for dimension. It's in 3Ds. Yeah, he also said. Uh, but it's not on a 3DS, which is what you might think when I say 3Ds. Uh-huh. Uh. But it's cool. There's breakaway floor tiles and stuff like that, and you have to go and get the flowers and then jump over the area that broke away. And in some cases, there's like three breakaway tiles in a row, so you have to roll over the first one and then hop so that you can preserve you know, stuff later on. Anyway, um, it's fun. It doesn't work perfectly on the Mac. There are some graphics issues, but whatever. The main thing that bugs me about it is that some levels require significant planning ahead. So there's only one right way to do it, and you have to kind of figure out, okay, first I'll go here, then I'll go here. And that can be kind of frustrating. But it's fun. People should take a look. Uh, so yeah, to mention on Steam. I was also playing The Witcher on Steam. That's a lot of fun still. I'm having a good time with that. And then they had a sale on Killing Floor, so I got that for like $4. Dude, dude I'll have that. Oh, really? Yes! Victory, we should play it! I do. I really. I bought that years ago. Yay! On, I think it's, on the, one of the it's first. Not what I thought it would be. I thought it would be more of a story. I, I, I have no idea what it is. Someone said it was good, and it was like two pounds. Yeah. Went, yeah it's very right. cheap, but it's cool. I mean, it's a it's a kind of like horde mode, uh, first person shooter with monsters, and you shoot a lot of things. And... Oh no! I'm slowly becoming a PC gamer. 
No, uh, you're not allowed, no. You're the final naysayer of the podcast. You can't be into PC games. This it's is not allowed. Awful. It's and then, this um, can, the I just, can I just can I just roll you back slightly? Just roll you back slightly to The Witcher because you wrote a little article on the side, didn't you, about prescribed characters? I, I thought did. it was kind of interesting because that was, yeah. you know, from playing The Witcher, wasn't it? How that occurred, really? Yeah, and I don't know why I've never really thought of that before. For those who don't know, I wrote a thing on VeteranGamers.co.uk. You should check it out. And it's like, yeah, when you in, in a lot of games, especially my favorite games, have a lot to do with. You're given a blank slate. You can make the character any way you want. You can choose the way they look. You can choose their backstory. But with The Witcher and The Witcher 2, it's a specific character. And it I realized it had been a while since I'd played, especially a role-playing game, that worked like that, where you're handed a character like, this is who you are. And it's there's sort of some openness because he's got amnesia. So it's like, I don't remember anything. And so you can sort of fill in some backstory, but... A lot of the game is figuring out what your backstory was and is. You see, the only interesting, the only similar one I could think of was obviously Mass Effect. Yeah. Because obviously that's an RPG and he's fairly prescribed, but, and also you even pick where he'd come from, you know, what type of background yeah. he was brought up in, you know, was right. it on a ship, was it on a planet, you know, all that kind of stuff when you very first start that game. But again, in a, in a similar way to The Witcher, you've still got that freedom of, you know, making these decisions, whether you're good or bad and all that sort of stuff in there. So yeah. it still allows you that freedom, even though he's and, fairly, and or she, for that matter. Which is definitely another thing in that direction because you, you, yeah. You, it's clear that John Marston's coming from a place of violence and, you know, sort of badness. And you get to choose whether he's going to become better or if he's going to be nasty on a case-by-case basis. Everything that happens is, you know, a chance to choose. But it's still clear that his story arc bends toward you're going to have to atone for what happened in the past. You know what I mean? You see, what it, what it made me think about, and it's, it's kind of an interesting one, because the games I least finish... Are yeah. RPGs where there isn't a prescribed character, where it is like up to you to decide what what happened. And do you know what? I think that's part of the problem and why I don't finish these games because I'm not as engaged with the character as I would be with someone that I had a better understanding of, or you know that sort of laid out a bit more for me to follow. Right. right. And it's quite interesting because yeah. I thought you know because I'm more I'm more concerned with what's going to happen to a character if I know what the story is rather than just filling it in myself. And he's, I don't find it as compelling somehow, you know what I mean? And I'm not bothered about side missions. So like another good example is probably Assassin's Creed for me, you know, because, again, you know, especially uh, Ezio, yeah. I felt had a really cool backstory and, you know, and, and was a really well-rounded Really cool character. backstory, really. Well, a well-rounded character, you know what I mean? Italian dude that loves chicks. Yeah, but His he dad got hanged. Yeah, but it was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. His family got hanged and all that sort of stuff. See, that's was, because, yeah, sorry, if I may project here, Stu, you wish you were a hot Italian guy who got out with a lot of chicks. Ciao. Maybe. <laughs> who knows? Right maybe. Scooter, apparently. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was kind of thought-provoking, and I like the idea of that, you know. And and yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. I never really thought of it in that way before, but you're right. It's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? And another one, that, and I guess, and, and this is a really a bit of a weird one, is Gordon Freeman because there's a lot of back, like backstory in so much as you know, he's a scientist and he's he's in physics and he does this and the other. But that's all you know. But he's still fairly pre- prescribed, even though he isn't. If, if that makes any sort of sense. I don't play Half Life for Gordon Freeman. You see, I sort of do. No, I don't. I so I think about him as a as a person, but maybe that's me filling in the blanks. I guess. I've, I've, well, Chinny, let me ask this: If it were a vastly different character, like if it were a real 
dorky nerd, would you be more turned off to the game, or would it not matter to you? Well, he's a really dorky nerd. That's what he is. He's That's not, what he is. He's not really dorky. Of course he is. Have you seen the, you know... I love the fact as well in, in Half-Life, Half-Life 2 or any of those, there's no mirrors, so you never actually see yourself in the game. You never see the character at all, ever. And I think that's kind um, of interesting. Even no, though there's pictures also, of him. I, you think, know. I also think it's a technical thing where there's not really a body running around, it's just a camera. No, I get that, but you know, there are first-person shooters where you do see yourself. Yeah. But, like, it's more of a technical thing, I think. Maybe. Um, it is an interesting thing, though, yeah, with Gordon Freeman, because obviously we've seen, we know what he looks like because there's so many pictures of him on the boxes, you know, in the artwork, and yet in the game you never see him at all. Yeah, yeah because, yeah. But I don't know. The reason why I play Off Life is because I want to find out what the hell's going on. Yeah. All the other characters, not so much Gordon. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's, that's an important thing to do. You can't have the main character, the protagonist, overwhelm the rest of the story. Like, John Marston is in some way merely a reflection of the world he's in. Absolutely, but the difference with with Gordon Freeman is you flesh out that character with the way that other characters in the game react to you. All Gordon Freeman is is a cameraman. Yeah. That's he, all he is. He is, but it's the way that people talk to him, and he, even in Black Mesa, the way that other scientists and stuff talk to him, and especially obviously in in the second one. Yeah, uh, well, you know what that is because it would be boring if everyone just went, "Oh, who are you?" Yeah, absolutely. But I think they they do a good job of building a character which really isn't. You know, they they build it by what it. What they say? All they say is, "Oh, you're a scientist." No, they it? don't, though. But you know, so what else do they say about Eli? What else do you know about Gordon Freeman? In Half Life Two, and I'm not the one who's always going to talk about this game, but they say like, "Oh, I've heard of you," or like, yeah. "Oh, you're, that's Gordon Freeman, My isn't it?" Gordon. Yeah, but what else do you know about him? That he's a freedom. But, but that says a lot about the character. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it definitely does. You know, and it's almost like they're relying on him to help everybody. And when someone meets him, he's almost like a not a messiah, but almost like a a mythical figure that's appeared in the midst. Do you know what I mean? And that's the way I see. I just, it. If I if the if the world had gone to shit, I wouldn't want Gordon Freeman. I want Batman to save me. Like, <laughs> but what, in that, in what that, would you want a scientist to say? It's like a scientist. Oh, that's great. Like we really need you for the future. But at the moment, while this this strider is trying to like put bullets into my ass. I don't need a scientist. I need Batman. Where's you Batman? Batman's a scientist. It's not Batman! But in that game world, Gordon Freeman is Batman. No, you know what I mean? No, that, he's not. He sort of is. No, no you know, give me that. Gordon it. Freeman's cool. I'll give you that he's cool, but he's not Batman. No, he's not Batman. But to know, <laughs> I, think I can say a lot of things in life, but I, I'm pretty oh. sure I could say that Gordon no, Freeman listen, is not In a Batman. metaphorical <laughs> way, he is. Because, like, even in... I don't the, think the writers of Half-Life went, you know what, this character... Really he's represents. not Batman, no, but I mean... In yeah, a then he finds a crowbar, and then he finds a bat mask. But, listen, right, just let me finish... He's the in shining armor, I'll see what you're saying, but... Yeah, because, obviously, at the end of Half-Life 2, the freedom fighters are following you, you know, they're, they're, they're willing to die for you because they feel that you're going to save them and, you know, deliver the world's freedom. And they always all die. Did they? Did they? That's the unfortunate thing. But they uh, do think you're going to save them, don't they? I would, I'd run if I saw Gordon Freeman. Hello. Homer, there's a man here who thinks he can help you. Batman? No, he's a scientist. Batman's a scientist? It's not Batman. There you go. You see, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gordon Freeman. That's the next Gordon line. Freeman is. Gordon yeah. Freeman is Batman. He is indeed. That's, that's what we're talking about right now. <laughs> so, Burr Salem said yeah. uh, Vito from Mafia 2 is also on his list. Yeah, that's a good Ezio one. Star Killer in the original Star Wars. You liked him, Chinny? Uh, what? 
I Star. thought you liked Star Killer in the first f- four. Yeah, he's all right. I also liked Vito in uh, Mafia Two. I thought he was good. Yeah. Yeah. Saints Row. Yeah. See, that's more of a blank slate. I think that, that the character great. in Saints Row, you have total freedom to. Yeah. You know, he's make just creation. that's just an avatar that just. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think yeah, Saints Row. Stu said, "I will edit the thing you wrote." Yeah, I did do yeah because he said, "I wish I could edit it." And then just another writer said, "Francis York Morgan. Who the hell is that?" Oh, brilliant! Yeah, absolutely. I forgot he'd put that. That's absolutely a brilliant prescription. What's it from? It's not going to be a game that <laughs> you like. That's definition, you daft sod. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Verbal Rob said that he was annoyed that the character got the control got taken away from you, and I agree. That's a very disjointing thing. I'm glad most games these days don't do that much. Take control away from you? Oh, that bugs the heck out of me. Yeah. Well, Uncharted does it all the time. Yeah, it's true. It does, but it does it in such a way that it blends it with the control as well. So yeah, it, it still does it. It does it. No, it's I agree. Just well, uh, I, another one that I'd thought of was um, Jackie Estacado out of the darkness. I thought he was a great he was yeah, awesome. uh, a character. Yeah, in the first one, the second one yeah. to a certain extent, but the first the one was, was a very good story. Uh, yeah. Second, first one, he was definitely a better character. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and, he, and again, he had a lot of angst and stuff that had happened. How did we get on this whole character talk? Because uh, it, it was connected to Duke's playing the Witcher in his article on the site. So, you know, well, it doesn't matter. We can talk about all this stuff. It doesn't have to no, be. No, we can't. we got to keep going no, through my list. I don't mind. I, just, I was just wondering how we got It came from Duke, right? Uh, demo was on Xbox Live. I played a bunch of demos. Oh, God. Radio. Well, what the cool. hell is this thing? It's a remake. Yeah. Right. See, I can't Look. pretend like I'm surprised. No, that had, that had a huge cult yeah. following, though. That was a big game, you know. Back People loved it. They did. And I can see it being good at the time. It's just that there's certain things that the convention has changed for the better. Like, for instance, in Jet Set Radio, when you... Okay, so you have to grind on a rail and then spray paint a car and then do a backflip. The person who's showing you the ropes does these things, and then it's like, okay, now you do it. In a game today, it would be they're right in front of you and you follow along doing exactly what they do as they're doing it. But in this game, you have to watch for like 30 seconds as the guy does it and then you do it. And it's just that that it feels so slow and boring. I'm like, yeah, I got it. Grind the rail, spray paint the car, do a backflip. Okay. Yeah, but that's, I mean, I guess in some respects as well, that's how games have moved on, isn't it? Because obviously back in the day, we used to sit and read a manual before you played a game. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, and you have to I refer to like it. They could have adjusted the gameplay interface along yeah. with the graphics. At least it's got a tutorial. <laughs> it certainly does. That's true. Yeah, I give thanks for what's good. Yeah. But I was very antsy to play, so I didn't even complete the tutorial. I was like, I'm done. I'm a busy man. A and I moved on to Raw, Realms of Ancient Wars. Wow. What's that like, Duke? Yeah, what is that like? Is well, it it's good? not a wrestling game, as you might have thought. <laughs> no, is it not? Because Raw is a wrestling thing. No, it's it's a very mundane roguelike dungeon crawler. You get to pick one of three classes, the rogue or the magician or the brawler. Uh, it's not as well done as Torchlight. It's not as interesting as, you know, Castle but Crash. It, but is it as good as Cursed Loot? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I would say no. I didn't have as much fun playing this as I did playing Cursed Loot, which is... That's saying something, man. Is this because that's a good indie game? No, it's good. (laughs) It is a great indie game, no doubt. Um, Whatever. This is something I noticed. It's it's loading. It's doing this loading screen. Okay, loading, loading, fine. Little tips come up, like, you should use potions to heal yourself. Thanks for that. It helps a lot. But 
Then it gives this text cinematic, you know, like scrolling to, it is a time of darkness in a land plagued by monsters, blah, blah, blah. And then I click, you know, A to skip that and move on to the actual game, and it has another loading screen. What were you loading the first time? How long could that text have taken to load up? Come on, people, get it together. Mate, text is like big text, files. Text up a lot of memory, <laughs> that, you know. These letters are huge. Kilobytes at a time. <laughs> I just want to know how much text there was that I skipped over. This is a novel that I put in the scrolling text. It's a gig each like, character. <laughs> at least. Is, is it a fancy font? You know, that could I be guess the, so. That could is be it, the issue. Is it Gil Sands? <laughs> I think it was Comic Sans, which is... Comic Sans. Ooh. Yeah. Comic Sans! Was it in Italic? Was it yeah. Oh, right. We're we're done with this gag now. Oh, okay, sorry. Moving on. Wrestling. There was a wrestling game in my mix. All right. Okay. And it's Avatar Wrestling. So is which, that what he's called? Avatar. No, wrestling. it's called Fire Pro Wrestling for some reason. I don't really know why it's called that. They're called cool it Avatar Wrestling. Yeah, that would have made sense. But it's no. not as exciting if it's just called. It sounds like a boring name. Avatar Wrestling. You know exactly what you're getting. Fire yeah, Pro. So a, lot, a lot of blue people are going to fight each other. So yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, they could have had Avatar Fire Pro Wrestling, couldn't they? Fire Avatar Pro. Yeah. Right. Fire Pro. You got to put an X in Avatar there. Avatar Wrestling. Put, but the X longer X. the name, the longer it takes to load. So oh yeah, wait a minute. Just the text it. takes a long time. Fire Pro Avatar Wrestling. That would have worked. Uh, X on the end. Yeah, X. Triple X. No, X X X. And then like a Z. Wrestling. Yeah, and then like... Anyway, uh, it's a yeah. fun enough game. Uh, the movement's kind of stiff at first, but what I was surprised by is how much depth there is. There's lots of stuff to unlock. There's all these different moves you can get, finishing moves, p- moves when your dude's on the ground. Can you do a, can you do a suplex? Can you do a suplex? Sorry? Can you do a suplex? Yeah, oh yeah. Because you can grab, and then sometimes your opponent will grab at the same time, and then it's kind of like in Gears of War when you're both trying to chainsaw each other, and you have to mash the button and... Um, yeah, I was surprised by how much. What, up, what about just me? Let me just check. Though I want to know the range of moves. What about a big daddy splash? Can you do that? I, I don't even know what that is, so I couldn't say. Oh, can I just pause the podcast at this minute? We've hit thirty minutes again, just to let you know <laughs> for the second. Yeah. Time. Yay! Thirty minutes. Thank God for that. <laughs> and they actually recorded thirty minutes as well. That means we're done here, right? We're heading out. Thanks for listening. But no, basically, big right. Okay, just this to explain. This is brought to you by the Snuff Burglar. Just to explain. Asking, but go ahead. Back in the eighties, uh, in British wrestling, you know, not that American stuff. We used to have British wrestling, uh, which was just as theatrical and just as fake. So don't get me wrong; it wasn't much different. Uh, Are you suggesting, sir, that American wrestling is fake? Whatever. But no, it was. <laughs> but to be fair, it just wasn't as flashy. But we had there were two rival wrestlers, right? And one was called Big Daddy. Okay, uh, that's why you had that name. It actually had a girl's name. It was Shirley somebody. Ah. It was actually called Shirley somebody. You had Shirley a can't be serious. No, it's true. Uh, just looking up on Wikipedia, but anyway, it was called Big Daddy. Yeah. And uh, then there was another wrestler called Giant Haystacks. Uh, and basically, they were, and then there was another guy called Mick McManus, and he was a bit smaller than them. But they used to have this sort of fight-offs all the time. Uh, and anyway, Big Daddy's um, sort of signature move was called the Big Daddy Splash. Uh, and what he did was climb up on it. And now, God knows, I mean, if you see this guy, he was a right fat sod. I mean, really massively fat. Um, but he used to manage to climb up on the top of the, the corner of the ring and literally jump off and squash whoever was on the floor on the ring. <laughs> Uh, and that was his signature move. So there you go. That's where it comes from. I see. That's in Japanese, apparently, but it's an example of Big Daddy Splash.
How was he? <laughs> the guy's just sitting there on the ground. He's just like, ah. And now well, the sometimes he used to do it bum first as well. So he'd sort of jump and land on his bum on them. You know what I mean? That sounds. Uh, I've gone into the worst kind of episode ever again here. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, it's fun if you like wrestling. Like, I, I used to like the game Pro Wrestling back in the day. You know, the one that's like, a winner is you. Um, but the sorry, wrestling games sorry. nowadays, I think I would be lost if I tried to pick up WWF or, you know, NWO or whatever it is. Um, I would, they're, they're so complicated, so many different moves. Like, I tried to play a baseball game not long ago, and I was just like, God, there's so much stuff to keep track of. How you pitch is so complicated and all that. So I feel like this is a good you know, sort of in-between point between having, like, two things you can do and having 700,000 things you can do. Um, so I don't know. If you like wrestling, give it a whirl. Can I, can a, I just uh, clarify? His name was Shirley Crabtree. That was his right, actual. Thanks. Uh, the other thing I played was the Resident Evil 6 demo. Did y'all play oh, this? God, no. yes. I want to talk about this. Okay. All I have to say about it, right, let me just say what I have to say real quick, and then you can take it away. Uh, the, the the formula for a game that Duke will love is one that is tense, difficult, and where you're constantly running out of ammo. That's it. <laughs> Pre-order has been submitted. Now, well, do you know, actually, my biggest issue wasn't that. I, I actually found it easier than playing the Resident Evil 5 demo, which I really struggled with. Uh, what, I, what I found was really odd was the animations for him walking and running. He looked like he was about to take a shit. It, it had this really weird sort of, almost like he was hobbling along, sort of half crouched. It was just looked very odd. Well, how would you walk if the zombies were around? Well, it was just weird. Walking was all right, if you want. But as soon as you did, sort of went into a, like, a bit faster than a walk and pushed forward on the stick, he, he sort of... Called a jog, mate. But he didn't look like he was jogging. He looked like he was hobbling along, like he shit his pants or something. Let's think about it. It's possible that he did need to have a poo, but he couldn't stop because the zombies are everywhere. Uh, but there was a there was a bit of a bit of a homage to the original Resident Evil. Did you did you play that bit? Nope. There's a bit where you get locked in like a bit of a corridor in between the outside and a room, and and all the zombies are crashing through the window. Oh yeah, I played that. I didn't realize yeah. it was an. Op- well, film. it's a bit. There's a bit in the original Resident Evil where the dogs come flying through the windows, isn't there, and what have you. So, I think it was. I think it was. He may not have been. Um, but it was all. I thought it was all right. The moving, it moving and shooting, moving. But even that felt a bit odd. Yeah. It felt odd though. It didn't. Nothing felt quite right with the controls. That was the issue I had. I thought it looked all right, um, and I thought it played. So it's, like, it, so it's like five then. Yeah. No. Well, I don't know. It. It just. It just felt odd. So they've learnt nothing. Well, they've, they've added stuff. I mean, obviously you can move and shoot now, but even that's very, yeah. very slow. You don't move a lot. It's a bit. You know, where you move and shoot in Dead Space, this is a lot slower than that still. You know, you're moving, but you're moving at a snail's pace. So it's almost, you know, I found it easy just to stand still and shoot like I would have done with an, you know, original Resident Evil game, to be honest. I don't know. It it just felt like, every, like Resident Evil 5. Like a Resident yeah. Evil game, yeah. Yeah. But it was all right. There's not, I like the zombies, you know, and the, there's some cool... They're not zombies. They're not zombies. Well, there's some cool animations when you kill them and stuff, some nice finishing moves. I like the melee combat. I thought it's been improved a massive amount. Uh, and he saw one button stuff, so there's nothing too exciting. You just use it when you're too, you know, close enough to a zombie. You just automatically, if you press the right trigger, he'll start yeah. kicking the shit out of him instead. Then does a cool finishing move. And there's a stomp now, so you can do a head stomp when you know if there's one down on the floor. But and, sometimes you just kick him in the butt, and sometimes you stomp their head. Yeah, you've got it. He's not yeah. always stomp the head. Yeah, in dead space. The butt, I'd be like, okay, I'm done. And then they'd get up, and I'd be like, oh, damn it. 
Yeah, in Dead Space, if it was fairly contextual. If you were doing a stomp, it would stand on their head and kill them. You know, they were pretty much yeah. dead. In this, yeah, it is a bit hit and miss. You know, I must you know, say it's a pretty literally. ludicrous opening cinematic because it's like it's Mr. an evil game. I don't want to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Like Mr. President, really? This is bad dudes. You remember? Oh bad? yes, yes. Sorry, I, 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 I'd forgotten what you were talking about. Then the president has been kidnapped by ninjas. Are you a bad enough dude to rescue the president? It wasn't that. No, it was the way that. Right. Okay. Let's let's just get this right. Right. The president was like drooling and was quite obviously a zombie. Right. Who would understand yeah. nothing? Him. Said to Kill him it. with fire. And he's and the and he's going. Don't make me do this, Mister President. As though he, as soon as they become a zombie, you can't reason with them. As though he was going to go. Okay, I'll not do it. I didn't try. He's going to shake his head and go. I'm sorry. I don't know what got into me. Yeah. Oh man, this flu is really bugging me. <laughs> it was a tissue. And he's but it wasn't even that. Then he's like staggering towards him, and he's and then he still yeah. didn't shoot. And it was either he or the woman or whatever shot him. And and it was all almost like the shocking truth that she had something to do with it. It's her fault. She feels guilty. That's going to be driving her character. Oh, how it exciting! Was, it was a bit of a weird <laughs> cutscene to be to say the least, or intro cutscene. I guess it was very. Dude, very can up. you do commentary for Resident Evil Six? I would <laughs> like that very much. It would be brilliant. Just after I could do my Catherine commentary. Oh, you see, that's look. You the premonition commentary. <laughs> yeah, but you, these, need, these need to happen. You these just, are videos that need to happen. Like, you just don't understand those games. That's the thing. I'm sorry, yeah. Duke, but you've I put yourself in a hole here. Yeah. But yes, I'm with you on Resident Evil Six. I wasn't blown away, but there was two other demos. I just didn't have a chance to play the other two. But there was three demos altogether, which is kind of cool in a way that they've given of the- Resident Evil Six. Yeah, there's three different demos for different characters. I think I probably got to the end of the. Fr- I did because I got to the part where. He flips the car. That's right. And you go down. And it's like, oh, now let's get out and walk. I'm like, hell no, I'm not walking anywhere. I'm done. Oh, no, you go down. It's just not my kind of game. That's, I, I accept that. That's okay. Other people might like it. I can't judge. I, I, now, you see, I'm going to be a little bit more cautious this time around because I really dismiss Resident Evil 5. Uh, from the demo, and when I actually en- played the game, I really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, the ga- it. In all fairness, as janky as they are, they are a lot of fun. Yeah. I-, I enjoyed it a lot. So, so I'm not. I'm not going to be too badly. You got to play it in co-op, though. You got to play yeah, it in co-op. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't blown away with the demo at the moment. But it, I felt it was a better demo than the five one was. So I've I've not been as uh, as disappointed so far. So we'll see. I'll give it a whirl. I'm willing to try it. I'm willing to try it out. Give it a try. And then we had our Modern Warfare 3 Playdate. Uh, ENW99, ZX, Z4XX, Master Zulu, Cobra Strike, Dude Man, John Mouse. Cobra Strike didn't actually join us. He was playing at the same time as us. I sent him invitations, but he didn't join us. What's wrong with you, dude? This is where the fun is. Fumu came in, and then his cousin, uh, ZX Ninja Fox, came in, and uh, that was cool. I think Ninja Fox was the one whose mic was all screwed up. God damn, that was loud. Maybe Fumu's cousin was Dude Man. I don't know. Anyway, it, thanks for coming, everybody. It was a lot of fun. And next week, because of Eurogamer, we're going to do the Team Fortress 2 on Steam Playdate, and then we'll do Burnout Paradise the next week. Yeah. So you hear this. Sunday the 30th of September will be Team Fortress 2 and then the week after the 7th of October will be Burnout Paradise and you gets a week off the podcast as well week off i'm gonna come back after school and just chill by which I mean take out the trash wash the dishes and then play Counter-Strike 
And we'll try and feature as many people as we meet on the day. So we'll, re- we'll record as many people as we meet, say hello and stuff like there that. There you go. And get their opinions on what they played and what they liked and what they didn't like and all that awesome. kind of jive. Oh, and, and get uh, Nolan North on the podcast again? Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. No, we'll try and get Peter Molyneux. No, we've got to get Peter oh. Molyneux this year. Nah, we won't get him. I bet we will. I bet we will. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and get him on. You know, just to do a quick hello to everyone. If he does a signing thing, I'm going to try and get him on. Let's go, like, Pete. Why do all your games suck balls? <laughs> why, why do you talk shit all the time, Mr. Molyneux? Hey, you, Pete, I'm really interested live. in the cube. Why don't you tell me more about how bullshit it's going to be? Uh, well, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be cool. Honestly. Why do you ask questions? Uh, I already know the answer to Charles. <laughs> Maybe not. Now that I mention X-Men, we watched the X-Men series over the last two weekends. X-Men, X-Men 2, and then The Last Stand. I like The Last Stand a lot more the second time than I did the first time. That's not a horrible movie. I only watched uh, one and two. See, do you think that's an expectation thing, though? Because when you were watching it the first time, you thought it might be good, and then it was crap, and this time around... I had a lot of problems with Phoenix the first time, and I've really come to reconsider her character. Like, I don't hate that character now the way I did the first time I watched it. Mm. It felt like there was too much going on, and the character was too unpredictable, but now I feel like that character is a synecdoche, and she represents the entire struggle between authority and force versus reason and persuasion, and it's all inside of her. Cool. So whatever. Uh, anyway, moving on, Chini, what have right. you been up to? Uh, right, video games. Yes, I, I've got to do this. Okay, so I've uh, played and finished Syndicate. Cool. Cool. Wow, that game is average. Is it? <laughs> that's um, an unlikely sentence. We don't hear that much. Wow, that's average. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's like so amazingly average that because you, you're playing, you go, this has got good guns, good art, good graphics, not bad acting, cool, cool abilities, cool abilities. But it's average. Like it gets boring very quickly. When you, if you heard me talk about it last week, I was quite high on the game. That's yeah. because I played the first two levels. And then I later realised that those first two levels are like every level in the game all the time. Um, the co-op mode is pretty much. I tried to play it, but there's only one other person playing it, and yeah, like at all, or you mean on your friends list? Like at all, overall, <laughs> ever. Wow. So wow. I was like, no. No, thank you. Um, but I'll tell you what I have been playing and what I, oh my god, love. All right, possibly one of the best games I've ever played. Wow, uh, on the Xbox 360. Wow, Jesus Christ! God, god. Mark of the Ninja. Ah, okay. Jesus, what a great game that is. Um, I love it. I love Mark of the Ninja. Mark of the Ninja is a 2D stealth action game uh, made by the people that, that made Shank. Now, I played the demo, and I think somebody else on this podcast probably played the demo. Yeah, I did. And, uh, you know, I, I liked the demo. I was like, oh, this is good. This is, this is all right. It's probably... And I thought, you know what? I'm going to buy it. I went down, and I put my money down on it. And, oh, my God, is it great. First of all, it's, it's a stealth action game. It's a stealth game, right? So, at first, you think, oh, stealth. That's a bit tricky. Amazingly, this game does a thing where it makes stealth... Quick, interesting, fun, and what's more, what's even harder in a stealth game, when you get caught, fun to get away. Yeah, I I remember, I will give that up for the demo, because I'm not a big stealth person, but I I remember when it was like, there he is, get him, and you you only had a few seconds to get away, but when you did, it was so satisfying. There's there's so many things you could unlock as well, right? So, 
And once you unlock them, like it's just a playground. So, so these are some of the things I did, right? Because you can terrify, terrorize the guards, right? So, if they see another dead body, they get all panicky and they start shooting everything. So, what you can do is you can hang a guard up from a light so that it's visible on the light. The guard sees it, sneak underneath him, kill him. And then you can chuck a guard off a ledge, terrorize the other people, and then all of a sudden, like the other guy's shooting everything. It's fantastic. So oh, that's so that's it. similar in some ways to Batman Arkham Asylum because that was one of the the coolest thing about that game. You know, when you were terrorizing the guard. Yeah, it is. It. It, it is very similar to Batman. Yeah. It's like a two D Batman. Yeah, um, it felt Rich, great because he was firing the guns in the air and. So who thinks he can help you? Is it a ninja? Is it Batman? No, it's not in Batman. No, it's Gordon Freeman. <laughs> it's uh, Gordon Freeman. So it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's it's a two D Batman, but it's a quick. It's, a, it's so much quicker than Batman. Batman's pretty quick. You know, you just think, oh, you press R B and you go to that yeah. thing over there, and you do press R B to like grapple looks everywhere. But the animation, the way you can just jump down, drop. I mean, as soon as it's you feel even the subtle little things like a bad guy looks right, you're above him, you drop down and you jump into a bin that he's standing next to. <laughs> that even those little subtle <laughs> movements and you. Like that, and oh my god, it's so much fun! Um, <laughs> you see, what's interesting, I think, with this is that the Shank developers, you know, with Shank, showed some promise, and it was it was a, a, a very right, stylish, art. yeah, like stylish. The, the art in it, it's, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. It's but ultimately, a lot of people felt that Shank didn't quite hit the mark. Shank is repetitive. Yeah, Shank is repetitive. It went but for it, the grindhouse yeah. kind of like kill everything thing, and it didn't really work. And it, it, you know, it didn't take itself very seriously. But it just didn't work. It just didn't mix. With this, I mean, it does take itself quite seriously um, in, in, in like the cutscenes and the animation you know, and the story. And the story's not bad. I was a little bit let, let down by the ending, but the, the, the overall story is you've got a tattoo, and this tattoo gives you powers, right? And everybody, if the only problem is if you have this tattoo, eventually, once you've done what you've got to do, you've got to kill yourself because everybody that has this tattoo eventually goes insane, right? That's the story. Right. And then it turns out, oh, you know, like maybe you're not as bad as you are, and then. You know, are you really going insane? This, that, and all Um But, oh my god, this game is good. I finished it, and there's a new game plus where, um, I should explain. Right, so the first time you play it, everything you, every sound you make has like this kind of radius little ring that goes round. And you, it's very clear. So if you smash a light, it tells you where this ring is, and it'll tell you uh, if the guard is going to hear it, or it tells you how loud your footsteps are being. When you do the new game plus... You uh, you can you you don't have those sound rings anymore, and you can your visibility is limited to only what you can see, like only where your eyes are. Right, uh, so it's super cool. It's like and a whole new game. It's it's a whole new game, and some of the levels at the end. Now, I, you know, I'm going to do a stew here. It's not a spoiler. So can I story, can I just ask how long did it take you to finish it the first time through? Then it's, a, it's around about five six hours. So it's good. It's a good so length for an arcade game. Though. There's a good game there, and um. But I'll, I'll probably pumped in about eight hours by now, and yeah. So the the, the at the ending, like, because you, you can't kill somebody by just dropping in front of them. They see you and just keep pressing X. All right. I mean, you can beat them up, but it takes ages. The way you kill them is they have to not see you. That is the only way. It's like an honor kill. That's it. If they if they see you, the you can't just bash X and you have to run away, hide until they can't see you again. Now in the later levels you don't even have that sword anymore. So you can't even kill them directly. So other games where they give you more abilities to kill people, 
yes, they give you that in this game, but on the, the later levels, they go, you can't even kill anyone now. You have to kill them in different ways. And there's, they set up all these traps to kind of stop you. So you have to use their traps against them. And you have to, like, say there's, like, um, like a rock that's going to drop down. And you make a noise by that rock. All right. And so they walk over and go, hey, what was that? And then you drop the rock on them. Brilliant. Oh, my God. So it's, it's always a, a bit... new game on the second time through. So it's almost a bit of a, like a puzzle game in some respects. Game! A new fantastic point of view. That's what I was going to say, Stu. I was going to say, it's, it's a stealth action game, 2D stealth action game, but it's, it's actually like a puzzle. But it's a puzzle you solve. It's, it's like about 10 puzzles that you solve very quickly in two minutes. You know, it's like, right. right, that guy's there, that guy's there. He's going to walk there. Right, boom, 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 dead. And then you move on to the next guy. And there's always about two or three different ways into a room. So you think, well, if I, you, you know, you can lean against a door and then you can kind of see through the door. Uh, you can like sense through the door and you're like, well, if I walk through this door, there's a light on me. There's no way I'm going to get through this. So there's going to be another way. Go from above. Now, and then you've got a different set of problems. Then you, you, know, you, you have to work out a different way of killing them. Fantastic. Love it. Absolutely love it. I one think I'm going to have to play this because I haven't the, yet. One of the best arcade games ever. Like, ever. Wow. Ever. And, and that's saying something because there's been some good arcade there's, titles. There's been some cracking arcade games. I'm putting this up there with Trials Evolution, Castle Crashers, uh, Minecraft. I'm putting it up there with the rest of them. The it's Walking brilliant. Dead. Yeah, The Walking Dead. It's up there. Limbo. Yeah, it's up there with Limbo. What about Lim- Journey? Oh, oh, come on, man. He was, we were all on the same page. And then you went there Limbo. Morning page in the back of the book that no one reads. No, yeah. Ooh, how dare you. Now, as, as much as I liked Limbo, and as much as I think Limbo is a great game, I think Marcus is better game. than Limbo. It is wow. better than Limbo. Wow. But obviously it's a very different game. Limbo is, you know, quite yeah. artistic, yeah. slow. Yeah. Apples and oranges, really. Yeah, M- mysterious kind of world. Mark the Ninja, it is what it is. It's a ninja game, and you have to kill people, and it's cool, and it's got great art and animation. Love it. I think it's one of the best games on the Xbox 360. Going from that to another ninja game, which is possibly one of the worst games on the Xbox 360, Ninja Gaiden 3. Ooh. Has that come out this week? No, it's been out ages. Oh, well, no. I was say, what the hell are you playing now? Though? I thought it would come out as a downloadable game or something. No, no. This is one of the worst games on the Xbox 360. Now, I'm just going to give you this sentence. Now, this should sum up this game quite nicely. You ready? Yeah. If you are a ninja and you are fighting a dinosaur and you're still not having fun, <laughs> there is something wrong with the game. <laughs> Do you really fight dinosaurs at one point? There's this bit, there's this English guy that you keep coming across, right? And he has these, like, V for Vendetta type masks on where, you know, the mouth doesn't move. And he's like, oh, I don't know why he sounds like Bane, but he does. Um, he goes, oh, Ryo, you, uh, you thought I could, could not clone things. Here's a dinosaur. All right, um, and then his dinosaur pops out, and it's the fucking stupidest dinosaur ever. All right, he charges at you. Bumps into a wall, and he tries again and trips over nothing. Nothing. No wonder you ain't extinct. Go fuck yourself. All right, so you, you smash that for a bit. The, the enemies are annoying. The camera's awful. Oh, my God, the camera is awful. It needs to go back a foot and up six foot. It is awful. Um, the, the, when you press X, it doesn't really seem to kind of attract itself to anyone. It just kind of swings in nowhere. Look, there's three men around you, all right? And you press X, and it swings with the space. It's that janky. Uh, it's, it's crap. The combat's crap. Um, the moves are nothing special. Um, it's not very complicated. It's not even difficult, really. It's just stupid. Um, that's that's kind of sad, really, though, isn't it? Because you know, must be more severe. 
because yeah. back in the day, you know, Ninja Gaiden that was, had a really you know big following, didn't it? And it was revered for its difficult nature. So if you if you're a ninja, like Ninja Dinosaur, should equal good game, right? Yeah. Like you're yeah. fighting a dinosaur as a ninja, like. But I mean, I've been playing Mark of the Ninja, greatest game ever, um, and Ninja Gaiden, and. Mark of the Ninja is a better ninja game because you are a ninja. You're not like just in Ninja Gaiden. You just walk around London. You start off in London and you just walk around going, "Oh yeah!" Like fifty guys. Yeah, like, that's not a ninja. That's stupid. There are. I mean, it, maybe that all... would be a better samurai game. Yeah, yeah. Ninja he's a samurai. All about stealth, man. And uh, there's there's a you know you, there's there's a lot of quick time events. There's this thing where you have to take down a helicopter, and I suppose. It's kind of fun because it's not that difficult because all you have to do is press the button that it prompts you to press. And you, you kind of get this satisfying feeling of taking down a helicopter. But uh, it's very frustrating, very boring, and I would never, ever recommend it. But I have been getting my Ninja on this weekend and lower well, last weekend, and Mark of the Ninja is by far one of the best games. So please, if you play the demo, I was like, oh, that was good, but I don't know. Buy it. It's so good. I love it so much. Yeah, what? I mean... I'll be honest, the only thing I'm not really sure of is how you feel about Mark of the Ninja. I just haven't got Has that. that. I haven't, haven't I got that across? No. I, just I, don't. Think, I get the sense you probably didn't care for it. but Yeah, yeah I can't quite tell. I need to work on it. I, I think you do. I think you do, because I've no idea yeah. how you felt about that game. <laughs> um, and is that it for you, Chini? Uh, yeah, I've been in a bit of Halo Wars as well, so, you know. Yep, still playing that. Um, well, luckily, I haven't played too many games. Um, oh, by the way, sorry, just to interject, uh, one last thing. I'm nearly ninety thousand game score. Wow. Well, you're not really. What are you? What are you really? You're about one hundred and forty. Oh, on that, some of that was yeah. duplicated. Yeah, you're about one hundred and forty. Yeah, yeah but you still have to get them twice, even if it's yeah. duplicated. <gasps> yeah, but I forget about the old one. Yeah. Nearly nine. Yeah, nearly nine thousand. Jeez. Oh yeah. And I'm yeah. nearly thirty thousand. I'm not far off that. Yeah, I'm Come around Come on, sir. You let I me. Know. Um, but yes. Uh, the only other two things right, I this is a gamer score. Gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm only around thirty thousand. Anyway, um, yes, the only other two games that I have played this week, uh, apart from the RE6 demo, I was going to try and play Fable: The Journey because you know I've heard it's not that bad. From so, who? Peter uh, Molyneux? No, Greg DeLacy said it were all right. You know, so that's not I, saying anything. Now, Greg DeLacy said it were all right. It was all right. It was all right. He said. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a go. I'll give it a go. You know. So you haven't played that yet? No, I, you know, I just, oh, didn't, I just didn't have time. I was playing gazillions of indie games. <laughs> yeah, I was too, but I still had time to play Realms of Ancient Wars and um, fight pro wrestling. So jet set shit. Black Mesa. So first Black Mesa. We'll talk yeah, about that. Uh, still playing that. Still loving it. Um, do you know that game is really hard? I had, I had, I mean, I'm playing on easy. I'll be honest with you. I thought I'll just play on easy. I can blast through the story and everything, and just you know relive the the old days. I don't want too much of a challenge, but even on easy, that game is a challenge. You know, yeah. the the enemy AI they're a bit weird. I've I've had to start sort of cheating a little bit. I feel, um, not not directly cheating, but now because if if you get a hit, they, they, like you die so quickly, you know, when you get hit by the bullies, and they, they sort of they they are bloody snipers, you know, they they will hit you from anywhere and and never miss. Um, so what I've started doing now is hiding behind stuff and just waiting, and as they come up, I'm just shooting them, 
You know what I mean? I'm just waiting for him to come <laughs> for me. Yeah. And get rid of him that way. Pew, 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 But there's still a lot of cool other stuff to... What's really cool about Half-Life is just the variation in gameplay. You know, just how varied everything is. You know, how they keep... You'll do one thing, then you're sort of walking along a cliff edge, then you're platforming. The next thing, like... And now I've just got to a bit, and I'm so close to the end of, of the game, as far as I can tell, because I'm really close to... Um, uh, Lambda Core, which is where where the game finishes uh, on this iteration at the moment, um, and yeah, I've just come to, and it's it's almost like Portal, uh, where I've had to, I've entered this huge, I'm in this complex, and there is just explosives, it's rigged to blow, uh, and I sort of vaguely remember this from the first game, you know, from playing it the first time around, uh, but obviously it's been updated, and and it's it's hideous, like you walk in this room and there's just lasers everywhere, and if you if you just touch one. It's it's sort of insta death, and you have to start again at your last. Can't even point. touch a laser. You can't days. touch a single laser, and it's all rigged to blow. Um, there's you just can't get rid of so it. So I thought, do you know what? I'll stop it there. <laughs> I'll come back to that when I feel more like doing it, because I know I'm going to die quite a few times trying to avoid every single laser. But the nice thing is, obviously, you can just every time you jump over one, you can just press F6 and uh, and save your game instantly. Um, which is what you find yourself doing a lot of in that game. Like every time you get a full health, you like save. You know, every time That's you. What get... I used to do in. Uh, yeah. Tomb Raider three. I used yeah. F five. F five was saved there. I was like F five. Oh, sorry, it is F five. Sorry, it is F five. Oh, so you're lying. No, no, it's F six. No, it's... no, F six is low. Make yeah. up your mind. Oh, well, it's one of F. It's F five. You might be right. I but anyway, it's an F key. Oh. But yes, I press that almost constantly <laughs> as I'm sort of playing the game. Uh, but yeah, it's still loving it. And also, I have sorted out my crouch jump issues. Um, and the, yeah, the way I've done that, I was worried. You know, I was worried. Well, do you know when you don't really think about something? Because I have some side buttons on my mouse. So what I've done is map um, the jump to the side button on the mouse and crouch to the space bar. Uh, you know, now, this is going to sound pedantic, but I don't care. I'm against side buttons on mice. Three buttons is more than enough for not, a mouse. Not on this game, it's not. Well, yes, when you it is. Jumping I and know. That, uh, that, put it into a keyboard key. No, honestly. No, but you can't oh. because it's so uncomfortable. That has saved a lot of you know grief. I can do things really I quickly hate now. It. And and that so I have to find Glenn. What? Where's the high extra? Play? I don't know. I it's something about it's like it's turning into a game controller. It's well, a it mouse. It's supposed to be slim, slim down. It's a game controller. But anyway, I have to find Glenn uh, at Exton for that. He gave me that tip and said, "Well, just map uh, map your jumper, your crouch to your mouse on the side." And I was like, "Oh yes," and oh. that's worked brilliantly now. So I find it a lot easier. So I'm irrationally outraged by that. As it goes, I'm enjoying the game more with that like that so you know it's a positive thing so yes i'm i'm finding yeah, yeah duke why what are you wanting to have fun yeah i'm not there's other I'm, ways I'm, to have fun god damn it without <laughs> monkeying with nature i am not <laughs> stop <laughs> playing god anywhere near as frustrating now you're not my dad uh, but yeah it's good really good and everybody and i keep saying this and i know i sound like a broken record but, uh, i was just gonna say broken record but anybody who has a pc I just don't know why you wouldn't play it. You know, if you've got an half decent why graphics card, play it? why wouldn't you? It's free and it's brilliant. You know, and I can't really I say more than that. You know, this again. You know, like Chini, this is one of my favourite games I've played this year, and it's like 14 years old or based on the game 14 years old, and it's just so well done. I'm just talking about modern games. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, and I said this last week, there are still some technical issues and frame rate drops every now and again. But even with uh, uh, here come the add-ons. 
even with those, I still love it. I just love it. And anyone who's never played it should play it now. So go and, go and download that, along with Mark of the Ninja, apparently. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mark of the Ninja. So. Uh, and then the only other game I played this week uh, was Borderlands 2. I, I decided to go with Chini's Advice. Uh, and I bought Borderlands 2 to play. Good man. Yeah. I was hoping somebody on this show would have played it. Yeah. So I've been playing this game of the year, and we're all, eh, Mark of the Ninja. Yeah. So I played with I, Pete, um for a bit on Sunday morning, and I've also played with School on Saturday night. So thank you to him for joining me and uh, giving me a play. And, uh, yeah, it's the only thing, the only negative thing I would say is that it's a lot of more of the same. To an extent, uh, it's well, a lot. Yeah, of- what were you expecting? But they have refined an awful lot as well, and they've definitely balanced the characters a lot more. For it's so good, though. Yeah, it is. It is great, you know, and, and, and that's that's. It is a sort of very minor negative. Point. You know what I loved about Borderlands. Everything, yeah. You know, I hated but, when it finished. Yeah, but it's yeah. so again. The fun is uh, so much more fun. The the only thing I would say is um, it's interesting how. There's a couple of issues, right? And th- th- some of them are cool things, and some of them aren't so cool. Like one of the the f- sort of it's not really an issue, but like we're in the, we're in sanctuary now. We're at this sort of town uh, oh, when I was God. playing with IP. You're lying. And <laughs> anybody in the party can pick up missions, right? right? So what happened was I like two of us were doing a mission in one place. IP was in another. He was picking up, and then all these missions are flashing on your screen while you're doing all this. Yeah, and that's annoying, especially trying to follow the story. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and and you struggle then to remember which is actually the story mission you've got to do and which is a side yeah. mission. So I'm just gonna play the whole game by myself first, and then I'll play. Yeah, it. there is there is an element, and you can play it play it on your own quite easily as well. You don't need other people. But I've That's got to what I end up doing, I'm sure. Uh, and then there's the other issue, and this is a, this is just a, a technical issue with the game, I guess. Whereas the other people is fairly. We haven't. I haven't found any. There's no elastic banding or anything like that. If you get split up. And and some of the areas in this are way bigger than in the original Borderlands. So the people you're playing with can be miles away from where you are. And sometimes if you haven't passed the save point, you could get spawned a, a long way from where they are when you respawn. Because basically, if you die in this game, there's like it's a, it's a little bit like the uh, Vita Chambers in Bioshock. Uh, uh, so basically, you get respawned the the last like respawn point that you pass and you go out it's like you're going down a tube and then you just reappear and and just sort of rematerialize at this point so it's very similar to that sort of mechanic uh, and then a couple of times we've got split up quite widely apart because of that you know it'll spawn you somewhere miles away um, still a lot of challenge you know some of the enemies are really hard you've still got to look at what level they are and things like that like you did in the first game oh yeah but I'm playing as a commando. I thought I'd go for a standard character to begin with. Yeah, I was thinking about what. Because yeah. I'm going to be playing this next week to let you know, Stu. Yeah. Because uh, my friend comes back from Mexico. So, yeah, I'm uh, going to be playing it. And I'm thinking, like, who should I play as? Yeah. Like, commando? Because that's what I did last time. What did you do like, the last time? I think I played as a commando to begin with. Yeah, I was a soldier. And then I played the dude with the hawk for a while. That was cool. Yeah. Snow I liked the siren last time once I played with them. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, there's lots of stuff to do. There's tons of cool Easter eggs in it, loads and loads of them. Um, like for instance, for instance, just to uh, give you an example, we Minecraft. were yeah, just to give you an example. We were in a like an area, and there was a like a postcard on the table, and there was a QR code on it. And I said to to IP, I said, 
have you got a QR reader on your phone? He's like, why? And I'm like, because there's a QR code on this postcard here on this table. So he jumped up on the table, obviously um, focused on it with his camera on his telescreen, and it worked. And basically it was text, and it just said, Nick Wilson, ho-o. And that's what it said. Now, I have done some research. I've done some research. Of course, yeah. Uh, of course, because, you know, I like to get stuff done. Apparently, Nick, Nick Wilson refers to Nicholas W., who's uh, an artist at Gearbox Software. Uh-huh. So, so that is so it's a quote from him, we have to assume. Uh, and he's worked on every title, uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines, Borderlands, Furious 4, Duke Nukem Forever, Borderlands 2, and several unannounced projects. So, uh, so there you go. That's what that appears. But there's lots of them, apparently, all over the place. So there's, QR codes or just yeah. other no, well, there's other Easter eggs as well. There's a there's a um, Minecraft. Yeah, there's, is there a Minecraft? One? Oh yeah, there yeah, is. A yeah, there's, a, there's an area in the game, and it looks like Minecraft. And then you go in there, and there's these giant creepers. And don't and you get a Minecraft skin from it? Yeah, <laughs> you get a Minecraft head. Yeah, you get a Minecraft head. That's so you. cool. Yeah, and there's a Dark Souls uh, Easter egg as well. I've heard. So you walk into an area, and there's a ghost sort of knight sat on a log. You know, like you sort of go. Right. Yeah, so there's... Oh, I don't get that, so whatever. Yeah. Well, it's like when you when you respawn in Dark Souls, or when you see other players, they're like a ghost image of them. See, Shinny, you just haven't played Dark Souls. No, you haven't, so it wouldn't make any. Fuck. Uh... Uh, so yeah, there's that. So, but overall, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and you know the people. Have, it's definitely the people you play with. I did have some issues with my Xbox Live on Saturday; it kept on disconnecting for some weird reason. So that was a bit of a pain. I remember the connections in Borderlands One being a little wonky sometimes. No, it wasn't any because it was it was actually kicking me out of Xbox Live altogether. Uh, uh, it wasn't sort of disconnecting. The router. It could, I don't know. It was fine I think on Stu's internet hates him. It was fine on Sunday morning when I was playing with IP. That's how we had to re-record the first half hour. Oh wait, that wasn't right, it. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, it was fine on fine on Sunday morning. It was a Saturday night where it just kept on disconnecting me with uh, with school. But being school had some fun. Um, and and the only other one, and I keep I keep going with criticisms, don't I? Uh, the only other criticism I have is the map markers. You get like a little, you know, like I've heard the mini map's not very good. No, and the tr- the biggest issue is you don't know what level stuffs on, so you'll get a no, map. No, that was an issue with the first one, though. Yeah, and it still yeah. exists, unfortunately. Like you find you'd be looking for like, like little bits yeah. of gun or whatever, and like where's yeah. this? And it was like above you. Or something. Yeah, that's still- the third time you do that mission, though, it's all right. Yeah, that yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but that is a problem. So that that still exists. They haven't fixed it. They, they could have just put a little arrow up or down, and it might have helped. You know, and that way at least you know. Because there was one where we were we were at the bottom of something, and we had to go all the way back around to the top to get to it. Uh, so that was a bit well, of a pain. such an easy fix. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a bit of a pain in the ass. You know, to, if you're on the right level, it's a diamond, and if you're not, then it's got an arrow up or down to tell you to go up or down. That would have been easy. Uh, yes. But, it that. Uh, but this, again, the weapons are still very, very... I got a weapon, right? Just to give you an example of some of the crazy weapons you get in this game. And I'm not sure this, these exist in the first day. It may well have done. Uh, but I got a pistol, and when you go to reload, it throws it, and it, it becomes a grenade. Huh. So, so basically, when you reload, you make sure you point at an enemy, and it, it chucks the, the gun, and it blows Spent up. Spent clip becomes an explosive. No, no, the, you throw the actual gun. It's a bit weird. <laughs> so you, do you then get the gun back yeah it's very odd it blows up and then you have another gun in your hand it's very 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 odd yeah so there's some crazy I mean they can do it's a, like a wide open playground make the weirdest gun you can imagine okay yeah. so there's some crazy guns uh, and there's also a bit more 
sort of linearity to the guns because when you get to oh yeah the other good the other cool one of the coolest things is though when you play in in co-op uh you get these special points that you can uh put on badass uh moves and stuff right or badass skills uh-huh. uh, but there was three of us playing we all picked a different skill but everybody got it Huh. So we all got different skills, but everybody got the skills we picked, which was kind of cool. And obviously you can take them back to your other game. And I've also heard, although I haven't tried this out, because one of my biggest gripes with this game and the, the original one was you end up playing in lots of other people's games rather than your own game. And then when you go back to your own game, you're miles back from where you were in, you know, in their game, possibly. Mm. You know, it's a bit of an issue but what what i believe they've done in this game if you've completed a mission in someone else's game it'll be completed in your game when you go back so you don't then have to do the mission again so i'll have to test test that out because i haven't tested the theory so i don't know whether that's the case but that would make me a lot happier it would be even cooler if you could just trans go to wherever you were in the other person's game as well you know if you could just sort of be there it could say do you want to carry on from where you were or do you want to go to the the latest place you were in someone else's game yeah that's cool but I don't know whether he does that. I'll have to try that and find out. I haven't played on my own, so I don't really know. Uh, but yeah, overall, it's a big thumbs up. And I think I can see there being lots of hours and lots of fun picking up with different people, playing games and having... Well, it tends to happen. You end up with multiple characters at different levels. So it's oh, yeah, with course. different people. Uh, but I'm already up for this guy. Uh, oh, come on, everybody. Oh, yes, Claptrap is back. And he's funny, hey. he's funny as ever. Um, so yeah, Claptrap's excellent as well. Yeah, the characters in it are great, I've got to say. Some of the voice acting is really well done as well, and lots of cool, like, funny lines. Uh, so I think you're going to enjoy it anyway. I would I would imagine you'll both really, really enjoy it. So yeah. Oh yeah, I still have the DLC to play on one. But it's good. Really, really good. Um, so yes, I'm looking forward to playing more of that, and yeah, I'll give more more impressions as I get further in. The story's a bit throwaway, but hey-ho. That's what it is. As long as it ends better than the first one, I'll be happy. Well, there's, even, there's even a joke about that at the beginning, but I'll let you find out for yourself. There's even a joke Appreciate about it. In the, in the opening intro, even. Appreciate uh, it. So that's kind of cool. Uh, so, yes. So, uh, yeah, it's time to do, right, a special indie uprising uh, Vlados, I believe. But first, speaking of, you said you feel like a broken record. Stopped clock gives the right time twice a day. Even a stopped clock gives the right time twice a day. Classic. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is. is. Okay, here's Vladis. Indie game review. Review. Hello, friends. Vlados here. As you know. I took a week off last week to prepare for the exciting Indie Games Uprising. Once a year a batch of developers working on the Xbox Indie platform get together and release a bunch of games at the same time. Now it's Vlados' time to shine. First up is City Tuesday, an intriguing premise. Think Groundhog Day story with a public works clip art style reminiscent of the webcomic The System. The controls are fluid and the game does a good job of achieving an interesting aesthetic style. You have to track down bombs on each screen, often using tweaks of the environment to get codes or distract people. Good concepts, but things get pretty complicated pretty fast. This one is 80 Microsoft points. Next we have Die Hard Dungeon. Yippee Mother Hubbard. A top-down roguelike brawler, this game lets you explore a dungeon to gather loot and fight monsters. Also there are boxes you have to break apart. Lots and lots of boxes. 
Mostly you're breaking apart boxes trying to find keys to unlock doors so you can break more boxes. 80 Microsoft Points The next game, Entropy, wants to be Portal. It really wants to be Portal. It's a first-person platformer with glowing balls that try to get you to escape or something. The story is impossible to understand. If there even is a story. It's a good scenario with decent atmosphere, but first-person platforming is always tricky, and it doesn't work very well here. 80 Microsoft Points Gateways is, well, you know about Gateways. We interviewed David Johnston, the developer. It's Portal in 2D, and it works beautifully. The graphics are cute and the controls are fantastically precise. Go out and get this one, chop chop. 240 Microsoft Points. The next game is Pixel, another first-person platformer. The twist here is that you have a gun that can shoot stuff to add strips for you to walk on, but lots of times it does nothing and then you fall and have to start all over. It looks cool, but the gameplay is a bit wonky. If you stick with it, maybe you can have some fun with it. I didn't. 80 Microsoft Points. Then there's Kurt Buck Bop Hawk Coke Cult. <laughs> I don't know how the hell you say it. Get this game some vowels, stat. So what is it? It's like those old snake games where you have to collect dots but you can't hit the wall or yourself. And the snake gets longer with each dot you collect. The twist here is that it's in 3D. It works okay, but the turn radius is huge, so it's kinda annoying. Good for a laugh but that's about it. 80 Microsoft Points The next game, Sententia, is a very cute platformer with some minigames and fighting elements. The building minigame is entertaining for about 10 seconds, and then it gets really old. The feel of the game is terribly inspiring, with cute cursive writing and you fight with words or something. It's all to do with following your dreams and being imaginative. Or something. Kinda repetitive and dull. 80 Microsoft Points Smooth Operators is a fun little sim, where you control a call center. You need to build offices, hire people, create elevators in bathrooms, all that stuff. I had fun with it up until the trial ran out. It's simple but you can see the effect of your decisions and I wanted to keep playing. But I'm also very very poor so I didn't spend the 80 Microsoft points. Xenominer is Minecraft in space. 80 Microsoft points. That's it for this year's indie game uprising. The best in the set is easily gateways, but smooth operators is fun too. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next year. Or next week. I'll be back next week. Probably. Now piss off. Leave me alone. There you go. But she won't be back next week. No, she won't be. She'll have another week <laughs> off. Two weeks off. Um, she's doing. I know. Um, yeah, so uh, let's just, let's go through them one at a time. We'll just give quick quick impressions. So City Tuesday, first of all. Uh, Chinny, what do you think? Which one? City Tuesday was the first one. Which? City Tuesday. This was in a play. second email. Was like, I yeah, I did, I did send you an update. Oh, you? sorry. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, because I missed one off when I did my original list. Uh, sorry, mate. I didn't first see that one. one. He's not playing it. 
City Tuesday is interesting art style, I must admit. It's very cute art style. I like the art style a lot. It's like Stickman. Well, uh, it's, it's, no, it's more sophisticated than Stickman. It's like, you know, when you have the sign for a men's room or wet floor or something, those characters. It's you know, cool. In fact, like you it. know what it really looks like? Um, Chini's the animated, comic strip, the system no, on the web. Chini's animated VG logo, Veteran Gamers logo. Oh, oh he, sure. that's, don't blame him for that piece of shit animation. That was uh, Duke. Oh, was it? Well, he's a bit like that. Except it's actually fluid that's movement in the game. Still. Not the stupid guy um, looking like I'm having a plastic fit. I thought it was kind of interesting, but I have to agree with Vlados. <laughs> Veteran gamers. I have to agree with Vlados to a certain extent. I felt that it got complicated very quickly. But it was weird because but the first it. two boards were like, there's a bomb in this garbage can. You sort through the garbage can, then you have the bomb. Yay. Second one was, oh, you need a four-number code. And then you go to the woman. It's like, she was born in 1953. Yeah, code, 1953. Yay. And then the next one is like, there's 17 people. You need to clear them all out. Yeah. Some of them will be attracted to the bomb when he starts playing his violin. The other ones, you need to get money from the uh, phone after the dude makes his phone call and then give it to the homeless guy. What the hell? That was kind of cool. Though. I lied that because when he clicked what I had to do, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So I thought it was cool, but you had to really think in a very abstract way, yeah, to make it work. But I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a cool art style, and, a, and yeah, it was just a bit it got too complex. But you know, it was cool though. I like that. Um, yeah, Die Hard Dungeons. Yeah, I I didn't like that much. Um, what did you guys? If you think? like breaking boxes apart, yeah. you'll love it. It was boring. I was just like, "Is this yep. it? Break one box and then I have to break another." It had good music. He did. He was, and again, art style. While the art style was yeah, cute, good. It was just the I'm game. Kinda, you know what? I'm kind of done what? with this fucking eight bit thing. Yeah, it yeah. was boring. It was boring. Uh, Entropy again. I I like the ambition of that game, but yeah. is this the one with all the blocks and the, the, the balls, balls and yeah. things? Yeah, the glowing balls. And the, there's a cutscene at the beginning, and it's like the balls are like. Ah, ah. Yeah. And then it's like the balls are floating that way. I guess I'm supposed to follow them for some reason. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Yeah, there was a lot of work gone into it, though. You know, it was really cool graphics. You know, the the animations were fine, but I agree. First-person platforming, and I've done freaking enough of that in Black Mesa to want to really do any more. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it, it sort of worked okay, but I got to the end of the demo, and I was like, I was interested to see how it progressed. But... I wasn't interested enough, really. No, I was, that's what I was like, going to say. I think but... the game was relied on just being mysterious, and like it just, it just felt like there was nothing there for me. So... Gateways. Let's talk about that. That's good in it. It's good. It's totally good. But do you know what? What do you know? What's quite amazing, and I hate to say this, it's a horrible thing to say, but this game, compared to all of the others, is in a league of its own, isn't it? Of course, it's in a league. It's not a terrible thing to say. This is what indie games should aspire to. And if you can't get here, hit the drawing board again, people. I'm sorry. You know, it's got that great mechanic of exploration and needing other stuff to get to areas you can't originally get to and it, yeah. it, i love it i love it i, I must admit it's i love it really love good it. I, the monkeys are a little stupid jumping on things and stuff that was eh, i could do without that but you know that's only a small thing it's a minor thing yeah yeah so did either of you buy this did you buy it yep excellent i'm glad um no but it's uh out of, out of all these games there's two that i want to buy and this is one of them. Yeah. Um, but there, the thing that I was in, I thought the platforming was a little bit loose. A uh, little bit. You know, a, a little bit. And also, like, it was hard to find my way around. 
Yeah, but there is a, if you bring up the big map, it's actually quite easy because it'll point to where your next objective is and stuff. So that works quite. There's a map. Yeah, there's a map. If you press the back button, I think it is on the controller. Yeah, it like zooms way out and then it points but where it you are. It's to look at the map via it lots of text. You. There is, there I is, didn't is read. There is. Yeah, <laughs> it does tell you to look at the map. At there's not a lot of text. There's a little text. You come to this massive block of text when you do something like whatever. Four senses. What the hell? Ain't nobody gets that for that. please. But there's some cool puzzles in it, you know, and it does get cooler as you get your second, because I've got a few, because obviously I've been playing it on the PC on and off as well, so I've got quite a few of the upgraded uh, guns and stuff in it, you know. So there's there's lots of different devices that do different things, and then you start really twisting your noodle. Uh, but yeah, it's a cool little game. That it, it is definitely the pick of the bunch, I'll say that now. Um, Pixel, I kind of like Pixel, Duke. I thought that was kind of good. I liked it. I feel like the first, like, it's so easy to lose your foot, especially the one where, like, the orange things are moving back and forth, and the little gun you have does nothing to help you on that level. No, no, it's just timing and jumping. Yeah, but that's stupid. You can do that with anything. That shouldn't be the second level. Yeah. The second level should still be you're pointing your gun at thing, and then the little thing comes out from the wall or something. So you have some way to fall onto if you miss the timing of the jump. That would be a perfect way to mix both the timing of the jump element and this gun you have. But when the gun becomes useless on the second level, that's just stupid. Well, no, it gives you a different gun, doesn't it, as well? Because you get your your second power as well. You get one power, which is obviously the orange one, too. Yeah, there's there's two powers. So you get another power then. Where it slows down time, so you can actually see. see I totally didn't get stasis. that. How did you learn? As, again, was this a wall of text? I no, I think that's on the next level after the one you probably didn't progress past. Uh, so you know where the orange ones moving. That would have so been it, a great level to give you no, the. No, but no, but that it introduces the moving ones, and then on the next level, it gives you one that you can put them into stasis. So then you know you have I'll to stop the to that. moving ones. I got to that, Duke. You yeah. know it was um, It was all right. I think it was I a good was, effort. Yeah, come on, I think you're good. being hard on it. I think yeah, no. it was a bit hard. Uh, <laughs> it was um, no, I didn't like it. It, it. it felt like I was on one foot. Like it was that easy to lose my foot in. Like, yeah, it I, felt like I was hopping. I was like, Jesus Christ! It's that crap. problem of first-person platforming, isn't it? No, but it just didn't feel like I had two feet. No, I agree. It's a bit weird. Like First-person platforming is always tricky, and it a pixel again. I don't feel like it works very well. No. Uh, okay then, Quiff Phil or whatever the hell it is. I I like this, but is I this thought, the snake game. Yeah, I thought the controls just weren't tight enough. It felt a yeah. bit weird. And that, the, again, the turn radius is so big. Yeah. That's no, that's not gonna work. I wanted to like it, but I couldn't. I did. I like the two D bit, and you could go around, like say it's a two D snake, but you could go round it and go on the other side of the, yeah. the board. Although that was good. They that worked better that. than in the open space stuff. When they went into 3D, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. I think I think like, they had a great idea, idea, but the, the controls needed tightening a whole lot to make I it. I mean, really, like, a snake game is going to make the Indian Uprising, like, snake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck me, come on. But the next one I would have said, unfortunately, is probably the worst of the bunch, if I'm being really yeah. honest. Yeah. Uh, Sententia. 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 You know what? Here's the thing with that game. I really give the creator credit for the aesthetic that they create in terms of like the menus look good and it's you know the the it's it looks cute but god damn it sucks. I, to play. I thought this, this weird. game would, looks like the talking games give me nightmares. Like, <laughs> Here's a happy talking pig. It's like a pig pig people and they walk weird. It's like, he's walking like he's got like something in his pants. He's like oh, I didn't really like it at all. 
It's very... Do you know what's interesting about the indie uprising is the the first year he came out there was like quite a lot of bigger like the big indie developers involved in it you know what I mean uh-huh. to to bring out games and he I don't know what's happened to it it seems like oh, well, you, they all got with real companies and Maybe. now left maybe and i'm not saying that none of these games are good but it just doesn't feel up to the same standards that we had in previous years i think it's more of a case of like they try it and if there's money in it they'll keep doing it and there's no money in it no no offense but gateways could have just been an arcade release really i I think gateways is a great game but and it totally deserved to be an arcade game really and it's just i'm not i don't want that it sounds awful it's a shame it's on here but you know it's had a steam release and it's also you know and it's doing really well i bet it's doing well on steam and yeah and making more money on Steam than it is on yeah, game. yeah. It's just a you know, it's, it's a but shame. We'll anyway, never know. well, we do. We could if we asked him. But yeah, let's big it up. Exactly no. what like, are you making more you money on us? Steam than you are on Xbox Live? You know, if you've got a three sixty right and you listen to the show and you've never, you know, we talk about indie games and you never go, I'm not playing any of those shit games, right? Do yourself a favor. Go to the indie game section and download Gateways and at least just play the demo. Cause it's Give it a try. Do it now. Do Don't it. argue oh, with us. That's very cool. And and the next one I would definitely say to do the same with, yeah. uh, which is Smooth Operator's Call Center. Smooth Operator. And I'm not being funny. This is the weirdest game, but very, very so, cool. Because I've been playing game dev story recently. Really? It's an <laughs> isometric kind of simulator. Uh, but this is 2D, which is genius. It Absolute is. genius. Oh, I love this game. This was the other game that I wanted to buy. Yeah, it's a fantastic idea. And, and it sounds like the boy, you're going to build a call centre. Going to build a call centre. Wow. <laughs> How boring can that be? But it's just really like, oh, you need elevators, otherwise you'll not be able to get down. <laughs> and then well, it the UI was, uh, The UI was a little bit, a little bit messy. Yeah. Oh, say. Well, honestly, right, if you like sort of... I don't know whether you call it a simulator or a strategy game or sim. Yeah, it's, it's a sim game. Sim. But it, here's the thing: when I heard about it, I was like, "This is going to be so stupid and tedious." But it so isn't. It's fun and cute. <laughs> it is, and it's like when you when you do put an elevator in, you're like, and then you'll put a worker at his desk, and you're like, "Right, get calling up or get taking call," and then he'll get up and bugger off and go for some lunch. Goes home. Like, Wait, come back. <laughs> oh, I'll put a bathroom in my building, then he won't have to go home to go to the bathroom. Correct. <laughs> It's you know what? Here's something I wrote in my notes. Sims like this and Dev Story Game Thing should have had this too. They need a little thing that comes up and says, "Don't feel bad. Everyone loses money at first." Yeah, because you do. Don't I always you? panic when I lose the money. I'm like, ah, where's all my money that going? Weird, right? You are watching that money go up and down, aren't you? And okay. Just like, you know, and you're like, "Oh, I need another color," but then I'll have to pay him wages. And will I make yeah. more money than he's paying him to do what he's doing? And then you've got to make sure you have the right type of worker in the right type of office and all this kind of crazy stuff but yeah it, another one you should definitely check out isn't it really and Chinny I'm guessing you, you're you maybe going to buy this then yeah I'll probably buy that one yeah as, as good as Gateways is I think like I, I like I like this one <laughs> I like when I get a call center I just like suit games so Oh, yeah. Fantastic game. So yeah, definitely check out Smooth Operators Call Center Chaos which yeah uh, and then the final one Xeno Miner um, I don't know what I was. It, it, in space, there's nothing else to say about it. If you like Minecraft, you like this. If you want to do it in space, it yeah, was. Minecraft you know what though? It was like right. Okay, 
For me, though, it was like they took the Minecraft formula and then went, let's make it as complicated as possible. Then you don't let's make you it don't... crap. Yeah, then you don't really know what you're doing. Uh, again, aesthetically, it looked great. You know, it just looked like Minecraft. And it had, it had a cool looking interface because it was like being in a space suit or whatever. Mm. Um, but, yeah, but I just. I just felt like when I was, it's like you've got to go and make, get some ice to make some oxygen because otherwise you'll die. It's got like a survival element as well. It just didn't, it just wasn't fun to play. And then it's like you need to find some shelter because you're going to get burned by the sun or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Well, that's the twist. Instead of going to sleep inside to protect yourself from the monsters, you have to find shelter to protect yourself from the radiation of the star. Yeah. I, I've, I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be really nice about this, but I've I've had more Not than a of <laughs> Minecraft clones on the indie games. There's yep. so so many of them now, and and this is just another yep. one of them. And it, you know, at least they've tried to do something different. But it, basically, underneath that skin, it's just Minecraft, isn't it? But yep. not as good, and that's the biggest issue because it's just not fun to play. So I guess we're all agreed that the the ones you should check out are Smooth Operators, Call Center, Kelly. And gateways are the two definites. Um, the maybes for me. Have you got any maybes? My maybes are a pixel. I quite like pixel, even though you fuck know pixel. That. I, like, I quite like that. And and I guess City Tuesday just for a look because that's just an interesting looking. But apart from that, I can't. Who cares? I can't really recommend any of the others. Really. Nope. You know, so uh, so there you go. But Gateways is probably the shiner and also smooth. That's movies. right. Yeah, right. Let's move on. So it's Chinny's news time, I believe. Oh, yeah. Putting news first. Man, I wish I prepared. All right. What? Let's <laughs> just read three headlines and we'll be done. Well, we've, got some stuff. we've got some stuff. There's stuff in there, Chinny. There's not time, though. There's stuff. Yeah. The, the stuff here, yeah. the Black Ops Two multiplayer details. Yes, I thought that. Oh was my god! Yes, let's have a look. Is it this? Luke, right then. Black Ops multiplayer details. Um, yeah, it's got a sporting chance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a big, big change though. Come on, come on, man. There's a big the whole commentary thing, right? This is yeah, it's cool. T- Right, okay. Multiplayer is the lifeblood of the franchise, says Triarch, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Call of Duty Multiplayer is playing 365 days a year, 24-7, all over the world. But, but... I'm going to hate this, I can tell. Black Ops did everything we wanted it to. Um, We had customization, the theatre, the emblem editor, great maps, great options. But one of the things we didn't have a look at is the gameplay. And say, hey, let's significantly innovate upon some of these core systems. Black Ops 2 takes the core systems and does something new. This is all scary isn't it? for any Call of Duty fan. He's like, yeah. oh, shit. Because they try to do it every time, and it's like, well, what are they going to mess up now? Cool. Uh, I mean, Black Ops look 2. at the screenshot. It's so busy. Look at all this stuff. Shit hovering there and stuff and lasers and... Ah. Black Ops 2 is cons biggest multiplayer overhaul since Call of Duty 4. For the first time, you'll be able to create a custom class entirely from scratch, play with six team teams in one game, live stream games with expensive PC hardware, and even enter games as a commentator with a dedicated... <laughs> what are the commentators going to be saying? Oh, this fag's got his P90! What a fag! Fag! I think we should do one, Duke. Um, but just do that. What a fag! You missed that guy! <laughs> 
I got seven kills in a row. What a fag. <laughs> but, but more than that, it's the first COD where every mode rewards you for playing it properly. And where every weapon and every perk can rebalance on a micro level at Triarch's end. The moment a perk proves too powerful, it can be nerfed without removing it. Because, removing it because COD... Uh, that doesn't make sense. It says multiplayer... So what he's saying is, right... It's a what, dependent clause coming up. It changes the perk as it goes. So what they're saying is, at Treyarch's headquarters where they manage multiplayer, they instead of, say, say for instance, a, a perk's becoming overpowered and people are just using it constantly and, and sort of making it, you know, killing everybody using it, they can actually nerf it at their end to stop it being powerful anymore. So they wouldn't remove it, but it would make it not as effective anymore. That would drive me crazy. What if I build my whole strategy around, <laughs> like, a silence perk so nobody can hear me coming, and then suddenly they get rid of it? Now you have no, to... No, no, they don't get rid of it they just make it not as if, if they feel it's becoming too powerful then they'll just make it less powerful no you know what i get nervous about that because there's a question about who has how much power and in my opinion but, but there's even a bigger change that's that's detailed <sighs> further in there that i don't know whether you'll go, you may go, like let's it. get to it come on which one are you talking about Shu? uh as uh, kill streaks are gone no more kill streaks all right yeah, I'm guessing that's not on that. page. Two. It's on page two that one, where he says oh, a new, new balance, a new balance. Uh, right. So score streaks are Black Ops new. Oh my God, what an advert is that? Um, score streaks are Black Ops 2's new kill streaks. In the new Black Ops, every action is worth points, and the value of every action is weighted uh, to the game mode. Kill a player in Capture the Flag and you'll earn 100 points, but Capture the Flag and it's worth 150. While killing a flag carrier is worth 200. Planting the bomb... So other words, it's, kill, it's kill streaks, but it's not just well, killing no, people. I, I also... get the impression, though, you will, you'll accumulate these points and you can use them whenever you've got enough. They right? had that in Modern Warfare 3, that's not new. Yeah, well, anyway, there's no more kill streaks. Uh, old is old. Um, what else we got? But this, else? but this, do you not think though this will help people play the game properly because they won't be as obsessed with just killing people deathmatch styley in every game? Yeah, but a lot of people play deathmatch, so what's the point? Um, class warfare, the biggest upgrade is one you'll discover the moment you hit start for the first time. In Black Ops 2, you'll create your own class from a pool of perks and weapon upgrades with total freedom. Freedom! Uh, you can play with a rifle, no sidearm, and extra claymores, two rifles, and non-lethal grenades, or as a mad axeman with six perks, no guns, and a single tomahawk. Um, that's racist. Uh, and in <laughs> internally, we call it the Pick 10 system. Explains... Some guy at Triarch. Uh, what this means is that you can literally pick 10 pieces of content, weapons, attachments, grenades, perks, and take them into the fight. But you can forego taking a weapon or a perk and spend it that point somewhere else, uh, like on a wild card. Each wild card costs one point, and each will break, break the rules of COD's usual class create a class system with the right wild card you can apply two perks in one slot use three attachments or double your lethal grenade slots oh this sounds God. like absolute clusterfuck that sounds crazy god good luck Shit. with it can you imagine that can you imagine like two perks at once that's just weird in one slot and three attachments and double your lethal grenade shots and all that. Yeah, this this doesn't sound healthy. To but me. that, but it's like it's almost like let's get rid of kill streaks to make it more balanced and let's put something in that makes it more unbalanced to me. Mm, mm. Just sounds weird. 
the same word. The same word. Yeah. Um, right. Anything else we could talk about? Didn't really talk about the streaming, did we? Yeah. So that's kind of cool. You can instantly stream it to a live stream on the internet, so people can watch your matches. If you were having like a competition or something like that, that's kind of cool. Though. Here we go. So first time. Uh, for the first time in any console game, a single button click will get you to stream your games to the internet. The internet? The internet. All you need is a live stream. Uh, to live stream is a little bit of upstream bandwidth and a USB camera if you want to picture in picture, says that guy from Triarch. Right now, people who live stream have to have a computer that is very expensive hardware and a lot of cables. Not really that expensive. It's only about £120. And we'll get rid of that. Um, you will be able to watch stream games anywhere, your phone, your iPad, your computer. Um, uh, we're demoing it on our own web page internally, but there's nothing magical about the feed itself and nothing to stop you from broadcasting it when and how you want. Now, I, I would hazard a guess that unless you've got a really good bandwidth for upstreaming, that if you were hosting a game, you would really struggle to do uh, it. Yeah, but... Mm. I think it would affect frame rate and all sorts of crazy stuff. No, well, if it, I, I'm, I'm thinking if the game... Not everybody's going to be upstreaming, so if, the, if, the, if you're upstreaming a game, it won't make you the host. He'll do some little trickeries like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess you're right. Yeah, if you're, if you're the one streaming it live. Well, just, it'll pick someone who's not streaming and go, right, you can be the host, because you're not streaming. So Yeah, maybe. Uh, the feed runs with a delay in part a limitation of the time your console needs to compress and send the video, in part an artificial enforced delay to prevent cheating. That's especially important for Black Ops 2's new shoutcasting mode, a dedicated commentator's hood with full camera controls, the ability to jump to any player's view and picture-in-picture scoreboard for the map for tracking even the fastest games. The shoutcast hood is built with tournament play in mind and designed to be readable quickly and easily for audiences at major league gaming shows and other professional tournaments. And just like everyone else on the shoutcasting commentator can live stream their own view and become the host of their own Call of Duty show. Now, a little trend that's going on. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Twitch TV, Stu or Duke. Sort of. Twitch TV is a live streaming website. If you go on there now, you can like see anyone that's streaming anything and watch any game. Now, I was kind of when this first came out, I was a little bit skeptical of this whole thing. I was like, who wants to watch somebody play another game, right? Who look? Why would I want to watch somebody play a game that I can play myself? I'll just fucking play the game. But against my will, this has kind of become popular. This is this has become a thing now, um, and I suppose. The reason for it is people just like watching other people play games and learning and kind of socialising that way. And I mean, been... what's, what's kind of ironic is that uh, OnLive did this the best. Yeah, but no one likes OnLive. So... No, I know, but I'm just saying you could do that with any game in OnLive. Yeah, you could. And it, I, but uh, this is a lot more interactive than I suppose that was. And... I don't know. It, it, this I don't is, know. Well, you could be non-live. Anyone can watch it. They could comment while they're watching and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but just, no one played uh, it. It was on it. That was the no, other no one um, so this is big. This is a pretty big deal. And streaming, gaming, um, is, is going to be around for a long while. Um, I'll put my name to that fact. It's going to be around. It's going to be a thing. Um, and it's going to get more and more popular for the next couple of years. So, I think we've talked enough about Black Ops... Yeah, it's interesting though. I think I think they're being quite brave, if I'm being really honest. You know, to you know do that, and you know because there's a lot. They've got such a massive fan base for Call of Duty. It's a, it's a brave move to really change the formula and hope that it works out all right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I, th- I mean, I'll I'll probably buy it, but I'm not really that fussed about Call of Duty anymore. I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah. So come on, what else have we got? What else have we got? Anyway, I can't believe this made the news, but because um, you put it there, I'll put it. There. I'll talk about it. It's uh, the PS3, the new PS3. Yeah, I think we should talk about this, shouldn't we? Really? Um, now the PS3 has got a new redesign. It does. We're we're aware of this. This is the third. I think it's the third, isn't it? Uh, yes, it's the third version. Yeah, we had the fat, then the slim, now the super slim. So this is the third one, and I don't know. It kind of reminds me of a like an old VHS Betamax. No, you see, I think it looks. You know those really cheap uh, compact disc players. Yeah, it's that's... like one of those. It does, and it's weird because like the the PS the PS3 started off like this weird cool tech kit. Like I've got one of the old fat ones, right? And, you know, look, that, that tray, well, it doesn't have a tray. It just, like, sucks in the disc, and oh. it's cool and smooth. It's that and, sound when you put the disc in. Nom, 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 nom. You're freaking nerds, man. Um, but, anyway, it looks like... There the is, there is a video of the, um, you know, the opening mechanism for the lid. Have you seen this? No, because a video. I have a lot. <laughs> and he presses the button, right, and it just flicks back. It's not really even smooth. It's not, like, smooth... He just flew. and then he goes and look at this and he gets his fingers on top of the lid he just goes click 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 backwards and forwards with it right and I'm just like oh my god that looks so flimsy that's going to be broken in no time yeah it, it doesn't look well built I've got to say build quality looks I mean but what's interesting they've not made it any cheaper it's not any cheaper than the one so that I was talking about out. that right so some of the details of the oh, new more expensive model. even <laughs> uh, so there's a 500 gig version yeah. That will be launched in Europe on September 28th, which is soon, uh, with FIFA 13 for 300 euros, which is in real money, Stu. About 250 quid, I guess. Some shit. Here, I have a converter right here. Oh, no, I took that widget out. Yeah. Uh, I have one somewhere. I'll, I'll load one up. Um, then two weeks later, October the 12th. All right, how many euros? Uh, 300. 300 euros is 240 British pounds. Well, that wasn't far off. I was right. 385 exchange rate, doesn't it? Right. So, um, this is awkward because it's all in euros. Anyway, uh, two weeks later on October the 12th, Sony will release a wallet-friendly version equipped with 12 gig flash memory. So no um, hard drive on this one. It's just, this is 230. Yeah, that's about 185 pounds, I believe. 190 pounds. Or thereabouts. Mm. Um, but the five, just to put it into perspective, the 500 gig is 40 pounds more than the current 320 gig slim. You know, so for another 180 gigs of memory, you're paying 40 quid more. Mm. And I, I don't get the mentality. I don't understand the point of this. Unless they were going to bring out a cheaper version. Yeah, they probably were. They probably were. This is like their discount and rebrand all in one type. you can apparently on the 12 gigabyte flash one you can add a, a sort of internal hard drive to it but you have yeah. to buy a cradle or something weird to do it don't know there's some weird thing about Maybe. it yeah i don't know i don't get it i just uh, i don't what what's this for what is it for well it's just it's probably cheaper to make Stuart. oh it obviously but they're not passing that on are they no, why would they do that? Because because that's what they you know. To make money. Or you don't expect them to discount their older models. No, um, this is not the way business works, Jim. Right. So other details: uh, the new compact PS3 is twenty percent smaller, twenty five percent lighter than the PS3 Slim. Sony said. 
Um, Sony's not expected to, to set an official RP in the UK, blah, 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 blah. For North America, 250 gig PS3 will be available on September the 25th, which is today, is it? Tomorrow? Yeah, it's a lot. I don't know. Um, soon. And it's going to be $250 or 270 uh, if you get Uncharted 3 with it or some bullshit. Um, and you can get some stuff for Dust 514. Japan. Ah, oh, we don't need to go to Japan. Australia. Uh, the system will be available on the 27th of September with the 12 gig version um, costing 300 Australian dollars and then 400 Australian dollars for the 500 gig one. So, like always, Australia get fucked up the arse with do you, know, do you know what I find amazing about this? When you think about the original model with all its shiny chrome and shiny black gloss finish and touch-sensitive mm-hmm. controls and all this really cool stuff, and then it broke a lot because it got yellow light to death, right? Then they bring out a more budget version, that sort of, you know, a, a sort of matte case with proper pushy buttons and all that kind of stuff. And now it's like gone to... It's just this plastic cheap crap. Yeah, it's just like, what is going on from this? Oh. It's gone from this slick looking piece of kit to this plastic thing. (laughs) I don't get it. I mean, at least it put a bit of the shininess back on. What I'm trying to say is that (laughs) Sony. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just a weird choice of thing to do. Okay, that's enough about the PS3. Um, Sorry, talk about. it, this is PS3 related, sorry. Um, but Counter-Strike still isn't available in the EU. Yeah. Sorry, Stu. I know. Stu, uh, there's no official words. There's like, no one's saying anything. It's just like, it's not here. We're what sorry. is that? But it's only in America. It's on the American Sony. Yeah, but it's a different... Yeah. What is... What the hell is freaking going on with the EU? So I mean, there's still... Dyad. Still no no word on Dyad. That's been out God knows how long in the in America now. Dawnstar. They don't got that either. I'm I'm yeah. but I'm just astounded at them. I don't know what it it's just like sort it out for crying out loud. What the hell is going on? It's just stupid. Yep, so that sucks. But in other news, it does suck but, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks but. Uh the way you is going to strengthen its indie support with the Unity engine. Um, Unity is an engine that a lot of iOS developers use. Um, so a lot of the games that you download are made in Unity. It's a very simple, kind of easy to start with, hard to master type uh, program software. It's also the uh, software that the boys next to me are using to make their game, Galactic Rush. It's used an awful lot. Yeah. On your iOS devices, download it now. Um, but it's, uh, it's kind of like an indie I I think this personally is a great move. Yeah, I think so. I think because because right, I'll I'll tell you why. I don't I don't I'm not really up for the Wii U. I'm I'm not. You know, I look at it and I have no idea why I would buy one. But I think the fact that they're adding this sort of support to it would for that single screen when you, there's people watching the TV or whatever, and you just want to play a little game, a little. With this on it and the support for the games that are made in this engine will enable you to do that on a small screen. And I, I think that's a really good idea. I think it's a really excellent idea to get all those mobile games onto there as well. I think so, because they, I mean, I think it's basically Nintendo saying, well, let's let somebody else think of something cool to do with this thing because we can't think of anything. Um, <laughs> so maybe some interesting things will come out. Yeah, I think uh, they possibly will. No thanks to Nintendo. 
No. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the back of that as well, the, the Wii U pre-orders, they've stopped in America. Who is buying? Who's ordering it? Who's doing that? GameStop have basically said we're not taking any more pre-orders because we've got to our allotted amount that we can sell. Well, they've only got five. Yeah, well, this is what I was going to come to. <laughs> Overwhelming demand! Yeah, is it is it because of of Nintendo's trick, which they always pull when they have a new console release that they yeah. limit supply? Yes. Listen, GameStop, we'll give you twenty, and yeah. then say there's overwhelming demand, and that'll make everyone think they gotta get it because everyone else has yeah. it, and we'll sell ten thousand million. Are they gonna do? I mean, I mean, we, we've been naysaying this since we saw it launched and stuff, and saying we don't know who's gonna buy it, who's gonna play it. Before it and, and even this weekend, right, this very weekend, I was talking to one of Millie's friends' mums, and she was saying, "Now, eh, what's this Wii U about?" Then she said, "Is it just that controller thing with a screen on?" Then. <laughs> and honestly, everybody still, like, they, you know, they still think that's it. They don't realize there's a whole new console behind it. We have to be the mouthpiece for Nintendo and let people know there's more to it than that that you also won't care about. Yeah, but they're, they're still sort of think it's just the screen controller thing. And she said, is it like a new DS? <laughs> that was a question. I'm like, not <laughs> you silly, silly person. I know the better with you because no one's going to play it. So. Uh, well, other news. We are by the look of it, but who? I have no idea. Plenty of people that bought it. Right, so <laughs> in other news, this is kind of like a cute story, I suppose. Dishonored, which is coming out soon, I think it's October, November, uh, published by Bethesda. Um, Something interesting popped up in their playtesting. Uh, as people were playtesting the game, uh, a guard in the game says, don't go upstairs. So you know what the playtester did? Of course they're going to go upstairs. No. Oh. They opposite. didn't. They did the opposite because the game told them not to do it. So they went, oh, I better not do it then. And they just walked around a lot and got lost. Um, so through, through the process of, of Q&A testing, they had to make sure to beat over the, the, the player's head to say, you could do what you're an assassin. You don't have to do what the god tells you to do. Um, but do you not think this and en- this is endemic of sort of linear games that we play these days, which do hold our hands and do everything for us? No, I think you're uh, I think you're looking into it too much. But I, no, I, I, uh, I think I'm not. I don't think I am because it, I think, um, if you take think... all the duties and stuff like that. You just do. You're just moving forward and you just do the next thing. There's no like, for instance, and I guess this is you know harkening back to what I was saying about Black Mesa last week. I had to go and get a bin from an office three floors down from where I was to get to where I needed to go next, and there was nothing to tell me to do that i just had to figure it out and and i think these days games tell you what to do so much that you don't you don't always have to figure anything out you just sort of do whatever you do next mm, mm, mm. and i think that's probably why because we're, we're programmed from all those years of playing linear games just to do the next thing and not think outside the boxes but so. you're an assassin surely in a sense like if, if you if i was an assassin and some guys were right look you know that guy you want to kill? Like, I, I know you've got a job to do. All right, I've got a job to do. We've got, we got wives to feed and kids to feed, right? But you can't go up there because I'll get in serious shit. All right? <laughs> You'd still do it. Um, so that's... Yep, that's that's in a flash. <laughs> that's a little funny uh, thing. We do have two more little news pieces that are very important. Uh, mainly important because one of them is Rockstar related. Grand Theft Auto 3... Wait, uh, sorry, before we move on, i got one more thing about this. Don't go upstairs thing. I love the idea that if they if the guard tells you not to go upstairs, you're gonna say We don't need no contract. Hey you Okay. <laughs> Graphic Thought Out Three is gonna be released on the PlayStation Network. Yeah, uh, whatever. It's just the original one. There's no bells and whistles and nothing. 
The one, the one on the iPad's probably a better version. Sorry, Stu, are you all jealous because this game released in the EU and that fucking other game isn't? Yeah, but he's not even a fucking updated version. It's PS original version just on the PlayStation to download. That's what it is. Trophy 3 is going to get released. Yeah, but it's six, cause it's six quid. It's cheap. It's going to be six quid. It's going to get released. I know. When you used to do the news. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember that. Um, whatever. Shoot, whatever. Shut up. The, right, so the, the next iPad, piece of news the iPad is... Version. Shut up. iPad. That's got no bells and whistles on it. That's not in HD. That's not got any achievements in it. It's exactly the same thing. No, it's been HD-ified. No, it's not. Because it was upgraded. Bollocks. It was for the rest of the display. Oh, shit. It's not an iPad. It's an iPad. Um, right. The last piece of news. There's <laughs> no, I've never heard of a news segment like this where the, 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 the news guy just goes, Shut the fuck up, everyone. Um, <laughs> last piece of news. That's what they should do on the news at 10 in the UK. be great. <laughs> last piece of news is the Broken Sword Kickstarter didn't hit its goal. Oh, the, really? bubbles, the bubbles burst. <sighs> However, <laughs> let me guess, they're going to find a way around it. They're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, in all fairness, though, their target was $800,000. They raise or rose. Sorry, I burped. They ro- raised, rose, whatever. Gathered. Gathered $771,561. That's close enough. My understanding of Kickstarter was if you didn't get to your target, then you didn't get the money. Well, that was my understanding of sure, Kickstarter. Sure you had to get to your target to get the money. Stuart, Kickstarter, get 5 or 10% of that. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that they will come to some arrangement. They'd be like, yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah. So, everybody's happy. Brilliant. And that's it. That's the news segment. Everyone, shut up! That was good. It was good. As always, well done, Chini. It was good. I, I think the, the news segment is going to be called... Um, Welcome to the news. Everybody, shut up! <laughs> shut the hell up! Yeah, there you go. Made yeah. that into a jingle, Duke. That's, yes. That's good. Like you said you would last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did I say I was going to make last week? I don't know. You just said something at random. <laughs> I said um, things a lot. Okay, well, it is time. It is that time of the week for emails. Oh, emails. Whoa, that ruled. Now, you know, last week, right? When Jason got last week, when Jason got a Said, he said that he was going to shorten his emails, didn't he? That's what he said, didn't he? Liar. He said, I'm going to shorten my emails because I keep making them too long. And obviously, they're, they're a bit long, so I'm going to shorten them. Well, he told big fat lies, I have yeah. to say. So here we go. But uh, maybe he did. Maybe he wrote one that was twice as long. He cut it in half, but it's still really long. Maybe. Here we go. It's called, Ah, This is a Life. Ah, oh, This is a Life, I tell you. Anyway, he says this. Hey, Prince Flea Swallow. So, yes. so you know I, what that's a reference to? I have no idea. Oh, dude, Parappa. Oh, there you go. Well, I wouldn't have known that. Oh, uh, yeah. That's your love game. Ribbit. Ribbit. Classic. Uh, so I was in a sexy bath with your podcast playing loud in the next room. 
as well as some George Michael turned down low just to set the mood. When something bubbled up on me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Always with the fart stuff, Jason. Come on, man. You had me and then you lost me. Can you give yourself pink eye if you fart in your own bath water? I figured only if you dunk your face in it. And probably only if it was a true shark. Can we not read out these parts? <laughs> I don't know. If only my... we had the power to edit the emails. No, as soon as they come to us, we have to read the whole thing. I don't know, but my left eye has been bothering me lately. Interior crocodile alligator. There you go, another one. That's perhaps. Oh, yes. <laughs> here, wait, I'll find that. I have that right here. Oh, here it is. Oh, wait, that's the whole thing. Oh my god almighty. I got it. Hang on. Oh what the what? I'll just keep laughing, we'll get there eventually. Can I edit this week's show? I don't, I don't know. Ten minutes long. I don't know. <laughs> I've got it right here. Hang on everyone. By time travel. It's a crocodile alligator. I got a Chevrolet movie theater. That was via the DeLorean. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Texas rocks. I won't list all the musicians from Deep in the Heart because that list will be longer than the diva's fingernails on his wedding night. I will mention, for Duke's sake, Ghetto Boy, Scarface, and even though he won't admit he's a fan of, the one and only Vanilla Ice. (laughs) (laughs) He's right, though. You won't admit to it, would you? (laughs) I could go on. And on. But also, because we all know my emails have gotten out of control, and this one ain't got shit to do with video games. So I'll stop at the butthole surfers, since you guys brought them up last show. I would like to dedicate... Okay, that's Ghetto Boys, and I'll find butthole surfers. Go ahead. Uh, I would, well, he's got a particular song he wants you to play. Anyway. Uh-huh. I would like to dedicate the best song, Jet Fighter, uh, to Mr. Mike Chink. <laughs> Give it a listen, Chinny. It was made for you. Go on. Oh. I know that song. Jet Fighter, one of the greatest songs ever. We all listened to it at the same time while taking a sexy home-brewed bubble bath. It would create world peace. Mikey was a little boy. He loved to watch the clouds. No, that's not their best song. Well, that's what he's saying. Look, I'm only telling you. Uh, along with a shit ton of pink eyes, you got to take the good with the bad. Stu, please don't jump out of that perfectly good plane. The show's good with you on it, too. I really got to go. I got the funky flow. Besides, my mind's playing tricks on me. Uh, send from the comfort of my new cushiony toilet seat. If you can't beat them, join them. By the way, I promise short emails from now on. I mean it. Feel free to edit or ignore them all, as I'm full of bubbling shit. Either way, you guys always make us laugh. This is the life. Ah, Prince Flea Swallow rules! Uh, Okay, we've got two now. Two. Not one email, but two whole emails. Not one, but two. Did I say two? Uh, From Mr. Parsnip Knows Himself. So, yeah, so it's very nice. Uh, And his first one, he's entitled the eBay Snipers. So he was putting me in the picture of what goes on. He says, Stu, those last five second bidders on eBay are called Snipers. And they use eBay sniping software. I've used it myself very successfully in the past. See, Lord, this is the pe- these. This is the problem. This is the problem. It's these. It's these people. All right. Anyway, 
yeah, you can set how much you want to pay and tell how close to the end of the auction you want it to be bid for, and it will place your bid automatically. Check out Auction Century Deluxe. It's awesomely awesome. Kind regards, Parsnip. So, you know, he's giving me how to do what I hate the most about eBay, which, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not the only Can't one. Can't beat him, join him. No, he's not the only one because Soulfinger off the forums also said... Uh, Soulfinger. Uh, yes, said, hey, hey, the daddy, in case no one has mentioned it, those last-second eBay bids that you referred to on the podcast are made by sniping sites, not actual people. Basically, set up an account on a site, etc., as Parsnip said. He said, as a DJ, I buy lots of records on eBay. I resisted sniping for a while, but eventually caved in because everyone else who bids on records snipes. It's a little ridiculous. But it does cut down on the amount of back-and-forth compulsive bidding that can often overinflate an auction. A sniper just placed one single bid, which has to be the highest that they're willing to pay. Just thought you should understand what you're up against. Robots, not people. So thank you for that. So that clears that up. Robots, man. I'm always talking about them. Clears up. Uh, uh, and then Parsnip sent a second <laughs> email and it said, uh, CP feeling bad about in-game antics. You know, it said about that a few weeks ago. Uh, he said it's interesting that CP didn't mention having it off with Mark Annex and I in Fable 3 so we could have a Fable baby. That was probably the most awkward five minutes of my life. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Thank you for that. All right, here's the Butthole Surface's best song ever. It's called Goofy's Concern. Yeah, the he doesn't people... care for a lot, does he? Yeah, they were always angry. <laughs> Um, like, why would you care about the FBI and the CIA? <laughs> but I really care about song structure. Uh, <laughs> I want to be a cop murderer. Mister Bed Herdu, get this rigged money. Is next. Selling so good. And his email is called FIFA in the pub. And he says this. He said they used to have an Xbox, an Xbox with FIFA set up in a local pub. <laughs> in Bridge North Shropshire. It didn't last very long, though. Maybe there was a massive brawl that spilled out onto the street. Bridge North. Bridge North's a posh area, mate. Yeah, also, I was just thinking about that game Stu's been talking about from the developers, Diaresta. Who's who's this? Who's, who's this? Right is Mr. Bed Herdu. Otherwise known as Gangu. Gangu Crimes. Oh, right, yeah. As I was going to say, he can't be that far from me. It's Andy. Yeah, Andy. Telford. Yeah, well, he has lots of toys. Lots of purpose, once by accident. Yeah. I spent most of my life living in a small village in Shropshire, highly. I can't believe a Shropshire village has been made into an inspiration for a video game. I will be very interested to see how this game pans out and how a small Shropshire village is portrayed in a video game. I know that this point, you will be probably be saying that it won't be a game as you'll be walking around doing nothing. It won't do well because That's the Duchess as well, not just me. Uh, my reply would be welcome to the Shropshire countryside where nothing happens. Uh, the only thing country bumpkins can do is pass the time is drink. So if there is a drunk people fighting, arming, farming might be an act- accurate portrayal. Oh. Uh, good crimes. So there you go. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Andy. There's nothing to do in Shropshire. Andy. You ever been to Shropshire, Stu? I haven't, I don't think, actually. It's a place. Right, it's quite nice. Uh, but would you make a game of it? Would you make a movie where it's like, I'm wandering around? No, but it's Better about the New end York of the or world. The world. Yeah, but yeah. It's, a, it's a game about the end of the world. I think that's quite interesting to put, like, uh, the end of the world in, like, just a mundane... Well, it's an hour, isn't it? So each, each game... about the end of the world. It is, it's about the end of the world. No, it's not. Yes, it is. 
I'm convinced that it's not. Well, what do you think it's going to be about then? It's going to be about. Oh wait, you're talking about this new game? Yeah, not the Arrested. That's all. Near I'm like, Dear Esther isn't about the end of the world. Okay, oh. sorry, my bad. No, the new, the new. Sorry. Game. All right, all right. I apologize. I'm really, really sorry. But yeah, no, the game, the game he's referring to is everybody's gone to Rapture. That's what he said. And saying. everybody also loves Raymond. Yeah, everyone's gone to Rapture, which is obviously set in a, a Shropshire village um, during the apocalypse. So basically, the game actually a game this time. Yeah, that we talked about this already. Uh, you talk about a lot of things. But I often but each, right out. Each game lasts exactly one hour. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember and this. You've, and then you've got to just talk to people and find out how they're feeling about the end of the world coming and stuff. Yes. I like the idea of that. I like stuff like that. Okay, uh, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Christopher Matthew, another email off Christopher Matthew. Christopher Matthew. XCOM demo is live. Is Uh, it? Yeah. Yo, VG, I just saw an announcement on Facebook that the XCOM Enemy Unknown demo is live and available on Steam, which I actually spotted tonight. Uh, I don't know if that means it will be up on XBL or PSN soon, but I'm excited about this one. The original XCOM UFO Defense is one of the best games I have ever played. Uh, I was worried about the remake, but Fire Axis know a thing or two about turn-based strategy, so I feel confident that I'm going to enjoy this they one. They made Civ Rev, I think. All right. So how do you feel about turn-based strategy? Is it done as a genre, or can it make a comeback? Cheers, CP. I don't, I don't, yeah, think, anything, I don't think anything is done as a genre. Like it, Things can get tired, sure, but like I don't think you can completely rule out one single genre. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. Turn-based, I mean, there's not a lot of... Decent turn-based games on console. Um, so, yeah. I think... Do you think console gamers are into that sort of thing, though? I think console gamers can be into any decent game. Yeah, did really Civ Rev show that it just you have to do it right? Yeah. yeah. Halo yeah. Wars showed that as well. You just have to do it right. Yeah, but that was real-time. Yeah, but, like, you know, I'm just talking about genres that are not usually on consoles. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. It's not something I've ever really been into. I did play the Civ Revolutions demo, but I wasn't blown away by uh, it. To be honest, like, turn-based combat games, I've never really been into them. But I'm going to give XCOM a go, because it's... I mean, if there's going to be one turn-based game I'm going to be like, it's going to be this. I always so, find them too complicated. I find them really complex. Yeah, mm. but I really think that this is um, going to do a good job. Like This is it. If I don't like this game, then turn-based games for me is just no good. But, yeah. Uh, there was one on the DS that I liked, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that. Okay, anyway, moving on. We have got uh, two Thanks, more. Chris, for writing in. Two more. Thank and you. the next one is from Mr. Bedherdu yet again. Uh, from Bedherdu. Uh, and this one's connected to what we just read, what you referred to earlier, which is a song that I sent you to play. Uh, and apparently he says this. There's a Nick Clegg uh, song doing the rounds on YouTube that sounds just like Stu's Pissing Me Off tune, Gangu Crime. So <laughs> I've sent it to you. Let's have a listen. See if it is. We made a promise before the election that we would vote against any rising fees. We would vote against any rising fees. We would vote against any rising fees. It was a pledge made with the best of intentions. The best of intentions. But we shouldn't have made a promise. We weren't absolutely sure we could deliver. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so, so sorry. There's no easy way to say it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so, so sorry. 
You know why? You know why Nick Clegg made that promise that they would they would to get elected. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly why. And then he said, "No, but no, no, no." He had a mo- another excuse, didn't he? Because he said he made that promise when he didn't realise he was going to be in a coalition. So, he, well, so exactly. Yeah. So what he was saying was, he, they they made promises they can't keep because they knew that Lib Dems would never get top votes, but a hung parliament wasn't on the cards at all. So yeah. they, it, it was just a <laughs> shock. United States. In the United States, nobody ever says, I'm sorry. Nobody ever says, I made a promise I couldn't keep. They go, oh, I did keep my promise, but that guy made it impossible, so I didn't really break my promise. Meh. But, but would they then do an apology and someone make it into an auto-tune song? On- <laughs> well, they would auto-tune because that's everybody every time, but... <laughs> Um, it wouldn't be an apology auto-tune. It would be a, the other side's a bunch of liars auto-tune. Do you know, I've got to start loving uh, Seth McNitt. I really do. Burst hey, well, who doesn't already love him? Because, right, every week he gets an email in within, like, you know, 10 minutes of us finishing the show. So we he's end up being a dude. He is. He's slick. He's slick. Uh, so, yeah, you're right, young man. You have got an email in just as we're sort of doing emails, believe it or not, which is really interesting. Uh, anyway, it's called Tick, Tick. Tick, tick, boom. That's what it's called. And he says this. Uh, evening, gentlemen. Evening, evening. Yes, are you going to say that? Yes, evening. Uh, come on, for God's sake. Anyway. Uh, anyway, he says... Uh, Good evening. Yeah, a couple of thoughts. If I make it in by the buzzer yet again, which you have by literally about a minute. Um, yeah. The Wii U couldn't possibly curl less. There you go. See what he did there. Did you see what he did there? He got it right. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yes. Uh, like it would probably be humanly impossible for me to curl less. I think Stu is onto something with straining your neck. And I agree with Jason that I don't see keeping your eyes glued to a tablet rather than on a television is anything even remotely equating a victory. I'll go a step further and predict that older games will start having issues with the rapid change in distance. Uh, I'm 32, and although my sight isn't terrible, and I'm presumably many years off requiring biofocals, uh, being being back in school... Very focals, mate, very focals. No, he's got bifocals on here. Uh, you don't bifocals, very focals. Bifocals. Uh, being back in school, I do notice a slight difference in how fast my eyes will focus if I'm required to be constantly looking down on a page and up at the overhead in the larger room. I wouldn't be in the least bit surprised to see a rather strange trend of even younger gamers getting what is essentially amount to Wii U bifocals due to the constant back and forth just a thought which is true because you're focusing on something close and something far away I am thought of it that way but he's right mm. uh, a number of games do pardon do you wear glasses I don't know I might do if I've got a Wii U Duke do you wear glasses uh, only when I play video games actually because uh, yeah. I wear glasses but only when things are far away yeah. like my hopes and dreams well, here's Dwight Schrute on The Office interviewing Ben Franklin are you nearsighted or farsighted? Both. That's why I invented the bifocals. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to catch him out. He didn't believe it was really Ben Franklin. Uh, a number of games do include a trademark symbol with the titles as they show up on the system. I couldn't agree more that this is ridiculous. Like Chini said, you'd imagine all of those titles are trademarked for their respective uses. It's like if you pick up a book and in big bold lettering it said, Harry Potter T... Yes, thank you, overthinking legal departments, and no shit. A uh, couple of quick notes about last week's show. I believe it pronounced Rochard, and it was quite well received on PS3. Also, that's the, the game with the 
time thing or whatever it was. Gun. All right. Uh, also, it included on the current Humble Indie Bundle, and I said that, yeah, that's cool. I believe she was correct that this is the same Happy Tree Friends that was released roughly two years ago. It got a price drop, and for some reason it showed up again in new releases. I remember this because it was really violent, section on XBL. Uh, when I looked at downloading the trial, it came, in the game option, it said download again. So there you go. Uh, FTL does look cool. I might try it out. I will give a big shout-out to the upcoming Star Command, however, which looks to be in a similar vein and quite a bit more charming. The iOS version will be releasing first, followed shortly by a Steam version, uh, and your save will be compatible with both versions. I contributed to PC Kickstarter Modern Day Elite. uh, From the looks of it, should be right up Stu's Alley. There you go. I'm liking all of those kind of games. I'm really enjoying them. Uh, I quite like your ideas for developer genre mashups. I too would love to see Valve do an open world game. I couldn't agree more that Rockstar could do some great things putting their stamp on something in the sci-fi genre. The question was specifically what IP intellectual property would you purr up though? Thus my Ninja Turtles Magnum and PI picks any properties you would like to see get a loving game treatment. Hopefully I just make it in. Have a great night everyone. Seth Burslam, which he did. So there you go. So there you go. Now here, let me tell you how awesome I am, people. I don't like to toot my own horn, but uh, toot, toot. The mention of bifocals made me say to myself, oh, there's a song that mentions bifocals, but I couldn't place it. But while you were reading that email, I came up with it. It's Wu-Tang Clan. Shame on a n- I come with that old logo. Style from my vocal. Couldn't be with a pair of bifocals. There you go. Dirty bastard wow. live cut. Well done. Pete me with a pair of bifocals. There you go. Well done for that. Now, rather than like intellectual property mashup, I would I would like to mention at this point because I'm kind of interested in what the hell this is going to be like. But there is a real life intellectual property mashup uh, coming soon. Coming soon. Did you know this? Yeah. There is one, uh, which is um, Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. Uh, and from what I've heard, it's kind of cool. I've heard lots of oh. cool things about it. Oh, they're both good games. Yeah, so they're mixing them together. So I've no idea how this is going to work, but there's a, it's out in Japan at the end of this year, and there's a demo for it at the Tokyo Game Show that have quite a few people. In play. Japan? In Japan. No, that's not, that's not usually a country that adopts strange and weird ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Japan! Uh, oh, my yeah. meters off the rope. <laughs> but it's looking well, cool. Sarcasm so detector, that's a real useful invention. <laughs> yeah, it is looking kind of cool. My joke on sarcasm is like, you know, someone says, oh, sarcasm, that's the lowest form of wit. I go, oh, is it? That's so interesting. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. But as for an, I have got an intellectual prophecy mashup that would be kind of cool, I think. Yeah. This would be uh, Red Dead Redemption mixed with Call of Duty. So you'd be like John Marston with your old revolvers and stuff in a Call of Duty game. That's probably the That's what the multiplayer in Red Dead Redemption is, isn't it? <laughs> not really. It's not first person, is it? Oh, that's got a chance. So, so what you meant to say was Red Dead Redemption, first person. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's like, all these people with the modern weapons and John Marston's just going, oh, you get slaughtered immediately. Well, he maybe would. But, you know, he'd be like, I was just thinking about you know? Zorro. Like, what would Zorro do? Is he pulling the sword and swinging it around? Dude just pulls out a gun. Yeah, I guess. Zorro! 
He'd be like, yeah, but he'd still have guns. He'd have guns, wouldn't he? He could he could have one of those cannons, you know, one of those like can, like with a cannonball. Yeah, cool. it would fire once and then take ten minutes to reload. And meanwhile, <laughs> shot just a minute, I'm just poking the shot back down. You know, <laughs> yeah. be fine. Uh, but that's the only thing I can think of that which which would be funny and and sort of cool. I don't know. I can't think of anything else. I guess. Well, let's just. Oh, oh, what about uh, Ezio in Call of Duty? You could creep around and take people out from rooftops and stuff. No, just Call of no. Duty doesn't need other genres from different centuries in just, it. Just stop, Stu. No, just stop talking. Oh, I've got one. What about what about Portal in Call of Duty? And you could shoot people. So say you stood hiding around the corner, right? You could fire a portal behind them and shoot them through the portal without them knowing. No? That would be chaos. <laughs> That'd be cool. That would, be, that would suck. Everybody would be going everywhere. <sighs> I'm trying to just think of things to mix with Call of Duty. Don't think of anything. Things. Think of what's next on the I'm thing. I'm out shock and Call of Duty. You can blame. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Anyway. Are we doing Twitters? Uh, yeah, only a couple. Only a couple. So a pretty girl just the other day. She winked and she smiled, walked across my way. I couldn't figure out just what to say, so I twittered it. Twit, twit, twittered it, twittered it. Um, yeah, so, uh, yes, uh, just a couple that I want to touch on. Uh, first one is this from Sam Davis. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure who he is, at Linton86, and I tweeted the midlife gamer about sort of could we get Professor Partey as such. And uh, yeah. he sort of retweeted to them, uh, said, yo, it's you from the Veteran Games. Are we going to get a crash apart for you, man? Again, fight. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, so, because we didn't fight. Last yeah, fight, apparently. Midlife gamers. Oh, it's on. Gamers, let's do this thing. Oh, it's on, all right. Oh, yeah, it's on. No, it's never going to fight, is it? There's no, no fight happening. <laughs> I would love to see that fight. Yeah, and then the only uh, one... You know what, that'd be quite good. Actually. It would be funny. Ginny would be a ninja in the corner, like, whoosh. No, Ginny would be going, Stu would be there with his skates, like, come on, hit me, let's see it. <laughs> I'm too good to be fighting, I'll That's get my minions me. to do it for me. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> yeah. Like Overlord. Yeah, I'm just going to say that. God, how weird is that? Ah, great minds think alike. Yeah, overlord. Uh, anyway, Armar Parvez said this. America, he said this. Oi, Stu, got a bone to pick with you. Oi, wanker. Don't dismiss Chinny and continue to do so, even when he presents evidence. To back this claim, case in point, uh, Spider-Man uh, and the painted combat system from Batman, Arkham Asylum. So, yeah. I don't remember dismissing you, though. I just agreed with you. Yeah. Oh. Now you just went. All right. Cool. Yeah, I was just like, uh, <laughs> I didn't dismiss you. Though. I didn't go. Well, yeah, I'll do it again, all right, Shoot yeah, up, shitty. Please, you on him. I'll kick your ass. Anyway, I said he's a big boy. He can he can look after himself. I cannot. And he said, but he's allowed to. He's the diva. So, yeah. Do what I want. Yeah. Well, you always do. I said that. I said as if like Chitty worries about stuff like that. Tell me, it was Bob. Stupid, stupid sound effects. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and that's it, really. I don't want to yeah, interrupt you. Stupid sound effects. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, there's no interrupted by stupid sound effects. There's no Facebook stuff. No Facebook stuff. So we time But that doesn't mean to stop sending this because yeah. I do, you know. Comment junkies. If it was stressing on Facebook, I would. If we get like loads of comments on a post, I'll talk about it. But you know, it's been yeah. really quiet. Don't put a lot of comments on posts, and I'm then not. this podcast will be seven hours long. I should have what? asked. I should have asked people's opinion on the new PS3. Would have probably got quite a lot of comments on that, but I didn't. Bother. Oh my god, it would have been out through the roof. It would have been through the roof. Uh, so yeah, so not so much on there. So people are listening to this shoot, and <laughs> they'll listen to anything. 
Eurogamer is probably happening as we speak. Like, potentially. potentially. <laughs> oh, people are listening to Looking you. glass here, people. On the way to you. Let's do the thing again. We got two people last year. Let's see if we can beat two people to come up to us when we see them and go, I listen to you on the way here. To Eurogamer, that is. Yeah. Because that happened last year. We want three people to come up as Three people to come up and listen to you when I'm in the shower. I listen to you when I'm soaping myself up. <laughs> Remember that weird bullshit story that you told me where he was... Um, yeah, some dude in the line said... Yeah, he was in the line, like, you're Stu from the veteran gear. It, 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 it is true. <laughs> then he ran away and you couldn't find him and you had no proof. Yeah. Oh, he was just itching, he? Yeah. <laughs> funny, <don't> you? <laughs> Where'd he go? <laughs> he was, he was there. It was true. It's true. Look, look, you don't have to believe me, right? You just don't. Look, I've got a fairly, I've got a fairly distinctive voice, though, haven't I? So if you did listen, you'd, you know, recognise my voice. Tell me about it. When you're standing on the train with him, and you, all you can hear is, "I didn't like this game because this game was like this game." And I'm too arrogant <laughs> from him. Like there's doors between us. I can still hear him. Yeah, whatever. I'm dismissing you again now. Right, let's do some shout-outs. You, you lose you. You know how to find him. Just follow the noise and the people walking away from that direction. Sorry, did you talk then? Lol. Sorry, missed that. So- Funny. Uh yeah, let's let's do some shout outs again. Yeah! Uh so yes, Chini, we'll come to you first. Uh I don't really have any shares this week. Um Mark of the Ninja. Kai is it K Games or something that made it. I love you. Like whoever worked on if you worked on Mark of the Ninja, I love you and I want to talk to you and be your friend. I Are you just trying to scare them on purpose? Yes, I, I just God, that game's so good. I want to get closer to you. Oh, I don't want to scare him, but I want to lick your eyeballs. I want to collect the plaque of your teeth. Um, no, so it's a good game. Is what I'm saying. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'll show them guys for a fantastic game, just beautiful. And anybody hasn't who tried it and just went, give it a go, give it a go, take a chance. Mm. And if you put down the money and you don't like it, tough shit because I'm not paying for it. There, there you go. <laughs> And Didn't you have that deal once before? It's like, if you don't like it, I'll buy it from you or pay you back. Yeah, well, no one can remember what it is. So what you yeah, I'm sure he did that deal before. Yeah, but this time, if you like it, if you buy it and you, you, don't, you don't... Sorry, you don't like Stop it. You don't earn money. <laughs> you should be more wiser with your money. And you've he doesn't it. even know what he's offering anymore. Uh, right. Nope, he does. Let's, let's move to you, Duke. What have you got? I want to give a shout-out to G.H. Rocker because uh, he joined the Playdate at the very last like last round. And I thought he would save us and win it, but he didn't. So thanks for coming anyway. I'm sorry I didn't give you a shout-out earlier. Hopefully you listened through the rest of it. And he gave us the idea for the Team Fortress 2 play on Steam. So hopefully people will show up to that. And uh, Peter G is playing FTL on Steam. And I'd like to know how he likes it because I've heard good things. And I'm curious, but I'm waiting for it to go on sale. Also, I have way too many games. And the people who made this um, PlayStation 1 emulator... For my Mac, thank you for making that because it means I get to play. Just a minute, just a minute. So, whoa, are you stealing games? What are you talking about? I well, if, you, if you're playing on an emulator, you've got to download them from somewhere. I don't he already know. owns it though. So anything. I own Final Fantasy VII. I bought it on the PSN. Oh, so you stick it in the disc tray and it just works from there, does it? I bought it on the PSN. Yeah, but that's not going to work on your Mac. It does. I also like a well, dirty bastard from the Wu Tang Clan. Oh my god! There you go. There's some rhymes about diarrhea and gonorrhea, so you'll like that too. Look, look. Are you trying to encourage? Or what? 
Duke, Duke, how did um, ODB die? Uh, Duke. Anyway, yeah, he, ODB died. Yes, he did. Uh, oh. Oh, drug overdose, I think? Oh, yeah, let's find out. It probably wasn't, but that's a stereotypical What's thing, isn't it? Really? When you do a search for ODB, our daily bread comes up? A thought of the day. No, come on, really? Everyone knows ODB should come up Anyway, with... anyway, is Russell that it for your shout-out? Are you done? I'm still giving my shout out to ODB. Well, he, he said he's doing looking up stuff. Just oh, carry yeah, on. a drug overdose. Hey, what a shock! I nailed it. Oh. That's it. I'm done. I oh. guess. <laughs> okay. And the other members of the Wu Tang Clan: Method Man, Inspector Deck, You God, uh, Jizza, Rizza, Raekwon the Chef, and uh, uh, Master Killer. No. And I'm, I'm sure, sure the I'm sure the big one, buddy. I'm sure they're sat there right now going. Ain't you've just mentioned me on Veteran Gamers Podcast. I, know, right? that's, I think that's exactly how Method Man talks. Yeah, it's funny. It has a Yorkshire accent, but... Hey, man, come here. I'm from Lancashire. We don't talk about the other side of the Pennines. Like right. new PlayStation uh, 2. How dare there. you? Get your geography right. Uh, I don't know nothing about no geography. We're trying to play some games. <laughs> and, uh, yes. Geometry. I've got a special shout-out, right? There's a little bit of a story that goes along oh, with it. Ninja Garden. Oh, thank God. I was waiting for this all day. Story, story, story time. Ninja Garden uh, 3 sucks balls. So, right. my daughter, my daughter went to, um, like, a, they, they had, like, a festival in Leyland on Saturday, and she was dancing. She was dancing in a show. She was on the stage doing a dance, and she's very cool. So a little shout-out to Millie for dancing so well, because she was well very done, cool. Right? And the rest of the group. Well, anyway, one of the dads of one of the other dancers is called Glenn. Are you from the Russian game? No, it's called Glenn. Right? And he's naughty, to say the least. To say the least. Why? Why uh, well, he's, he's always messing around doing something. Anyway, I bought a rather large cucumber... Uh, from one of the stall holders. And I was waving it around and he was making very suggestive sort of signs and from the other side of the uh, the area that we were in. And we were 10 years old? Yeah, well, he was a bit like that, to be fair. We were both acting about 10 years old, to be fair. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so shout out to Glenn. And uh, he says he occasionally listens to the show, which was a bit of a shocker. Oh, God. So, there you go. so if you're listening, Glenn, uh, uh, big sloppy kisses from me to you. There you go. How about that? A special one. There you go. Just say, um, yeah, like that, like that. That some something important that the kids need to know. Ninja Gordon Three sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what should they play? What should they play though? Mark of the Ninja is a a (laughs) good ninja game. There you go. There you go. Did did Uh, did I mention that this this episode? May have done. I think you mentioned it. Yeah, you may, you may. I I don't know. I'm still not a hundred percent sure what your feelings are. If I'm being really hard. Well, maybe I'll talk about it more next week. Yeah, being really harsh on you there. I think you need to really be bit bit clearer. Bit clearer. You know what I think? I think we're really done. So I don't know whether I mentioned this right, but uh, gateways on the indie games is really really stop stealing my bit. <laughs> Along with smooth operators. Oh, 
Do you know what? They should have had that as the soundtrack to the game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I could afford the license for that. That would be totally brilliant. There are moments in Ninja Gaiden 3 where the camera is so stupid. Just, oh my god. Jesus. I get the impression that game isn't very good. It's not very good. Say so a good ninja game. Is there a good one that we should play? Ha 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 ha. Oh my god. Oh, Shade, how I love your music. There should be more comedy games. There should be more. There isn't many comedy games, is there? But what, Bank. What a lands is one. Yeah, no, no. my favourite comedy game is Portal and Portal 2, I guess. Saints Row the Third is one of my favourites. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, that's good choice. I mean, Portal's funny, but that's different from it being a comedy game. Yeah, like, but it's Portal 2 is comedy. Saints Row is just like, this game is dumb. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Portal 2 is definitely a comedy game. Yeah, no, it's a funny game. Like, funny things happen in it, but it's not... Well, that doesn't make it a comedy game. Of course it does. It's a good game with comedy in it. It's not a comedy game. No, because no, 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 no. The fact that that game is sort of like, like bittersweet. Like you actually yeah, care Steve. about the characters. Yeah, you don't but, care about characters in a comedy. Yeah, but Stephen Merchant is a comedian delivering funny lines. Of course he is. But you all again, Wheatley is no, 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 with depth. But if you ever watch, right? No offense, Duke. Have you ever watched the <laughs> the British version of The Office? Yes. Because there are likable characters in that who you do care about, even though he's yeah. very, very funny. Yeah. I don't know. Come on, you've got to agree. That is true. That is true. I'm not going to dispute that. I guess that's not about a comedy <laughs> game, though. I think about a game that's primary function is to make you laugh. Like Saints Row the Third. The main thing it's trying to do is make you laugh. Yeah, but I laugh more playing Portal there's room, 2. There's room for both. Than dude. any other game I've ever played. There is no other game that has made me laugh as much as Portal Again, this is that question about, like, oh, is it this or is it that? You know what? It's both. It doesn't, it's not really important. There's there's about there's there's but there's not, anyway, my point is, there's not enough games that are funny. The moment, yeah, and this like, is a huge yeah. spoiler, by the way, but the moment. What? Wait, oh, what? 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 The moment when GLaDOS gets... Spoiler for what? The moment when GLaDOS gets pulled... Luke! <laughs> RH2! What? what is a spoiler for? Uh, Portal 2. Portal 2. two. Portal 2. But the moment... <laughs> I will get this spoiler out eventually. But the moment that GLaDOS gets put into a potato is the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's a pretty funny moment. I laugh my head off. Yeah. Because it was so unexpected and it was so hilarious at the same time. So, you know... <laughs> What a great song. We should do that, actually. If people are still listening, uh, send us emails. What is your favourite funniest game ever? Yeah. No, favourite funny... Favourite funny moment in a game. That's oh, yeah, like that. That's a bit more specific. Favourite funny moment in a game. Mine's potato. So what's yours? All right. All right I got to go, people. Thank yeah. you. Bye. 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 Jamafool. Jamafool.